Hello everyone, this is Caleb, your GM. A quick word before our show today. For the next couple episodes, there will be moments when I take either Tim or Christian aside and tell them something that only their character noticed or would know. I edited out me pulling them aside so it would be more continuous for you, but I wanted you to know that that was happening. The sanity rules occur in the next few episodes as well, however, I edited out most of me referencing them. Nothing takes one out of immersion more than to hear, you have paranoia and it gives you X points of sanity damage, yada yada yada. Hopefully these changes help make a more immersive experience. Last time on Trailblazers, the party's fits of insanity were becoming ever more threatening to their well-being, so they decided to address the problem as soon as possible. They set sail to the submerged structure where the canister came from that gave them this sickness in the first place, in their newly purchased boat, which they made their base of operations. Will the party be able to handle the trials that await them in this underwater facility? Can they cure themselves in time? Will the treatment be worse than the cure? Find out this week on Trailblazers! Kentaro goes, uh, it's still got some quirks to work out. It's hard combining two different pieces of software. Did did you say a hundred languages? Sir, I am well versed in many languages in order that I can deliver loyalty rewards to the entire city. No matter where you come from. Unfortunately, my dispensing capabilities seem to be limited, but I can still dispense friendship. I didn't even know there was a hundred languages. Um, so, like, physically, does Bird look the same, or is he, have, like, is he, like, grafted onto him Venbot? No, he's exactly the same. Okay. <laughs> this is a software change. Is that what you were doing all night? I, I was trying to get it to stop talking like that. It's very difficult. I, I'm still a little, uh, probably hazy. Obviously, huh? I have a mute function, sir! Would you like me to activate it? Uh, y yeah, yeah. It will negate my ability to speak multiple languages, making it useless if I can't speak at all. What? Would you like me to say that in a different language? Can I turn... We can unmute you, right? That is accurate. Mute, please? Sure. Is he... Okay, um... <laughs> uh, I look around a little confused. I don't, had we s slept anywhere? That was like the first night we slept anywhere, right? On the boat? Yes. Yeah. Did... Yep, you got a little bed. Did you t take me back here? Yeah, you, uh... You lost. My, uh... My eyes kind of well up a little bit. You you okay there? I like reach out for him for, to like hug him. <laughs> He's like surprised and he hugs you back. <laughs> you okay? I I like pull him really close and just like lay down for like a minute. He's kind of quiet the whole time. Just kind of rubs your back gently and goes, "You okay there, buddy?" My, my breathing gets like a little shaky. What's what's wrong, man? I uh I. I've had a lot of trouble coping with everything that's been happening. Yeah, it's not the easiest stuff. But when I'm when I'm with you, you kind of you put all that like on pause, and I don't think about going crazy or barren or any of that stuff. And I'm just I'm I'm happy and. The only thing I care about is whether you're happy, too. Manrus. You sure you're not still drunk? I'm pretty sure. Maybe a little. 80% <laughs> sure. There's a 10% chance I'm still drunk and a 10% chance I'm hallucinating right now. I, I want to make you happy, too, but I don't know how to do that. You want to make me happy, Landris? Just come back from this thing alive, all right? <laughs> uh. Yeah. And, and no more truth or dare, right? Too many things came out last night. <laughs> Freaking Koba. Glad she didn't get her turn too many times. 
She seems to enjoy embarrassing me. <laughs> if you don't want to make out with me, you didn't have to. <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with that. And he, like, slugs you on the shoulder a little bit. <laughs> I don't like doing stuff in public is all. I get that. Koba figured that out, and so she's doing nothing but making everything public. I, uh, I, I kind of perk up for her. Like, I did get you something. Oh? I, I look around, uh, for the communicator. Hey, you find it. <laughs> I talk into it. Hey, Koba, where's that thing? Oh, hey, um, Lammers. Uh, I got it in over in my room. Why your room? Because that's where I stored it. All right, but then we'll we'll have to come move it. Get, get out of your room and leave the door unlocked. Um, okay. <laughs> if you go through my drawers, I will literally break your thumb off. Don't flatter yourself. Hey! <laughs> I get up, get dressed, and take Kintaro over there. Okay, he goes with you. He's like, what's this all about? I, I got you something. You don't have to get me anything back. I just... Well, I already got it. It wasn't in response to anything. Oh, okay. Besides, you asked for it. I did? Yeah. Wait, last time somebody said, you asked for it, to me, it did not go well. Is this, uh... Uh Uh-oh. You get to Koba's room. I'm looking... I I don't know if it's in, like, a box or if she set it up already, but it's the the massage table, I guess, I'm looking for. You see it folded up against the wall. Seems to be one that you can uh, fold and unfold. (laughs) I, like, pick it... I pick it up, I'm like, look, see? Oh, it's a folded up ch- table. That's great. <laughs> it's a massage table. Oh! Oh, cool! Did you get me, did you hire somebody to, to use it on me? <laughs> and he takes it and he starts trying to open it up. <laughs> no, we couldn't get anyone that would, uh, you know, agree to coming on a boat for, you know, unknown periods of time. Go face horrible insanity problems and the mysterious underwater structure from another world. Huh, weird. <laughs> and, uh, and not even a bonus, huh? That couldn't convince him. Well, did you tell him that we had Vendbot? I mean, I figured that would be a... Uh... Well, now we could put that, uh, you know, on our list of, you know, positives. Uh, he takes it back to his room. This is awesome. Thank you so much, Landris. And he gives you a hug. Of course. You know, you can ask me for a massage or, you know, Koba or, you know, whoever you think. I bet Tar gives great massages. <laughs> of course, that had to get out, too. I was hoping you were drunk enough not to remember that. What, are you embarrassed? <laughs> I don't like talking about my other relationships, and Koba wasn't even a, a relation. He just, like, starts, like, looking around the room and all starting to pace. <laughs> uh, it wasn't even, like, a real relationship. It was, like, a one-time thing, and I didn't even... I don't even like doing that randomly with random people. I, 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 I like it to mean something more than just, oh, I'm, it's a biological function. I just feel like doing it now. But you know, she kept throwing herself at me. and I, 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 you know, the, 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 the spirit's strong, but the body's weak, Landris. And, and, it's, it's just, and then uh, it just happened once. And then after that, I guess, you know, the tiger was caught and she didn't want to do it again. And, and, and then she just, it was, wasn't. How long have you been waiting to use that idiom? What idiom? <laughs> this is coming from Mr. Um, and I quote, I've done this dozens of times before. I I feel like I don't need anyone quoting back to me what I say. <laughs> I feel like that can only go poorly for me. Look, I don't care. I'm just joking. She, anyway, it was one time and it wasn't anything that meant anything. I don't, I don't care. I, guitar, I'm joking. Forget I said anything. I gotta, I gotta go make sure Koa doesn't tell you anything else. I'm sure that won't work. Uh, sure it won't, too. <laughs> it's too much happiness after seeing me embarrassed. I think it actually makes her happy. I think I'm I'm such a surprise to her that there's anyone in this entire universe that ever want to be private in any way. Just shatters her worldview. <laughs> what else are you hiding? Mr. Uh, getting paid? 
by Marcus. He's still on his payroll. Uh, this is really, we never need to play that game again. <laughs> well, unfortunately, when he's no longer in charge, that has dried up. But you're still here. I am. Well, there was somebody else here who I felt like making sure didn't go insane and walk out of any sort of windows. <laughs> you're doing a great job. Hey, listen, I'll, I'll catch you next time. <laughs> now that I know that's your thing, that you like to walk out of windows. Somehow before, it didn't strike me that that's something you would want to do. Who knows what it'll be next time. Well, hopefully we'll figure this thing out and there won't be a next time. This, uh, this underwater thing's supposed to have the answers, so that's the hope. Yeah, I don't know else. Who knows what else it, it has? Baron, probably an upside down tree. <laughs> do we do? Do we still have a cafeteria? Uh, yeah. There's got to be a mess hall. Let's go. We'll, let's You're go. gonna have everything you had in the normal base, but I'm gonna change all the names. <laughs> now it's a mess hall. No, no, no. That's not a med bay. That is an infirmary. <laughs> Let, let's go get some breakfast. Yeah, Koba better have gotten some algios. <laughs> Alright, as you are uh, walking down the hallway to get to the mess hall, you s- you can hear, like, talking, uh, almost stern talking, and you look, because the door's kind of slightly ajar, and you see in there is Baron talking with Marcus, and it's kind of muffled as you kind of get, or I, should, I shouldn't assume what you do, do you want to listen in, or do you want to keep going? Oh yeah, I'm going to sneak up and listen in. Okay. As you as you go over and you kind of listen in, uh, Marcus kind of looks up and notices you, and he walks over, locking eyes with you and closes the door. Kintaro looks at you, what was that all about? Uh, I don't know. Did it sound like one was yelling at the other, or they were yelling at each other? I seem to just be stern tones. You're not quite sure beyond that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happened down in the prison with them. Yeah, I mean, Baron did, you know, offer to kill Marcus kindly. He did. Victor! Mm-hmm. You wake up alone. Uh, I woke up alone. I, uh, just, uh, take a look around. Just a small cabin? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, get dressed and head towards the, um, the mess hall, or whatever you called it. You, uh, you get there, and there's Landris and Kentaro talking to each other. Hey, Landris! I heard not only did they have Algeos, but they also have Algae Jacks. What? No way. <laughs> yeah, Algae Jacks. <laughs> you break out the Algae Jacks. <laughs> Highbrow stuff. Good job, Koba. What what you two been doing? Nothing. Hmm. <laughs> he just like shout right next to us. Yes. <laughs> You're just talking. Um, Baron and Marcus were like, I don't know, yelling at each other, kind of. Do you hear anything? No, uh, I I, I was think. no, I didn't. Hmm. I don't know. It was weird. What were they yelling about? I didn't catch anything. They heard us coming up and shut the door. Those two don't get along anyway. Well, I don't think Baron gets along with anyone, really. Mm. He gets along with Hope. Oh, I mean, that that doesn't count. He might, She might be the only person in the whole boat that he hasn't tried to kill. Lucky her. Well, not in this life, I guess. <laughs> That's a good point. <sighs> I'm hungry, so I'm going to eat uh, some algae jacks. After a little bit, some of the people make their way in, and Koba, you see, she goes over, and she, like, opens up the fridge, and she's looking through stuff, and she's like, Has anyone seen my algae jacks? <laughs> I bought them specifically for me. <laughs> I just like immediately like slurp up my entire bowl. <laughs> Kitaro like takes the the box and like sits on it. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, uh, anyway, uh, we have Algios. Yeah, whatever. Ugh, I'll find them. She looks over like a tar. A tar I swear, if you stole my algae jacks, 
And he puts his hands up and he goes, uh, Believe me, Koba, I wouldn't mess with you. Mm-hmm. How you feeling, Tar? Fine, how are you feeling? Oh. I mean, and he shouts at you, how are you feeling? <laughs> I'm doing quite well. You, you sure? You went out pretty early last night. I expect you to take a little bit more. Well, you would, that's what you get for assuming. You make, uh, well, pretty much I guess I was the only one that was made into a butthead. But the point is, <laughs> the whole time, by the way, Hope is in like a corner and she's like writing on a piece of paper. On, on the corner, not as in the corner of the room, but as in like the corner of the table. Okay. Oh. Tally comes in and she sits next to you, Victor. Actually, she comes by you, Victor. Goes, Victor, can I word with you, please? Yeah, sure. What's up? You go over to the side where no one can hear you and uh, she goes, <sighs> against my better judgment, I got this for you. And what she hands you an envelope. What is this? It's from your wife. I take it, and I go somewhere a little more private to read it. All right, you go to your room and you open it up. Yeah. Anthrax, roll a new character. Oh, <laughs> I already have it. Uh, it's it's a very simple letter that just has a few words on it, and it says, "I still love you." I start to water up, and I just sit there and stare at it for. For a good while, probably like 15 minutes, I'll just stare at that piece of paper. And then I'll, I'll head back, you know, I'll recompose myself and uh, head back to the mess hall. I find, is Tally still there? Yeah. I find her and uh, just tell her thank you. You're welcome. Sorry I couldn't be longer. I, I went in as quick as I could. I did it myself. And I had her, I couldn't explain anything to her. I just told her if she wanted to talk to you, write something down very quickly. I, I appreciate that. Don't worry. She puts her hand on your shoulder and comfortingly says, I'll get you through this one. I'll get you back to her, all right? Just one step at a time. Yeah. One step. I head back over to the table. She goes to take care of plotting the course of the boat. She takes care of boat captain stuff that I know about. <laughs> oh, use some nautical terms. I, I lean over and try and like look at what Hope's doing. Uh, looks like she's writing something down. If you want to make a... Uh, perception and stealth check. Or you can just make a perception check if you want to be obvious. Uh, I'll take a 10 to both of them for a 29 to stealth and a 22 to perception. It looks like she's writing some sort of <sighs> poem. Okay. Um, I don't bother her with it, then I'll let her do it. Don't want her to feel all self-conscious. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, Vic, you alright? Why? <clears throat> Why do I look... look what's what's that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, is that what I I've, looked like earlier? Yeah, looks like eats more. <laughs> <laughs> everything's everything's good. I just uh, she got me a letter from from Sarah. Really? Yeah. And here Tally was acting all big and bad, acting putting her foot down, saying you can't go see her. Well, I couldn't go see her, but uh, I got a message, and that was enough. I'm glad. Were me too. Send one back. No, no, I don't even know what I would say. I. <laughs> I can see you sitting down writing for hours. Yeah, I know. I, would, I just couldn't shut up. Uh, she's she's good, though, I think. That's Does she have a I job? Can... What's she doing? Yeah, she has a job. She She's a, a, a nurse. Oh. You you knew that, didn't you? Did I? I don't actually recall. Christian does not recall if I knew that. Yeah. Ooh, maybe Landris just forgot, too. Yeah. <laughs> Landris is a jerk. <laughs> she just, uh, yeah, she's a nurse, so. Oh. Uh, stays busy. Yeah, my mom's a nurse, too. Hard work. Long hours. How do you deal with her being on call? Does she go on call? Well, I was gone a lot, too, you know, with the security, so... <sighs> Just a lot of not seeing each other. But yeah, she's on call most of the time. She'll be like three days on, three days off. 
that kind of shift, shift work and that kind of thing. <sighs> is uh, is Booker in the mess hall? Sure. Was Booker there when we played Truth, Truth or, or Dare? Dare? No, no. Okay. In fact, in fact, Booker goes over and goes, "Hey, Hope, what you writing?" <laughs> uh, nothing. What? So how can I help you, Booker? Nothing. Just wondering what you're writing. Just a, just a poem. What's it about? You can you can see on Hope's face she's beginning to to feel the way you guys have always felt about Booker. <laughs> but Booker, where it's, were you last night? Huh? Oh, morning, Landers. Uh, asleep. Where were you? You missed the party. The, you hear a guitar go, nothing! <laughs> party? You guys had a party? Yeah, yeah. we had a drinking contest. We played Truth or Dare like we were 12 years old. Oh, man, that sounds fun. How come you didn't invite me? I thought you just... I, I thought someone offered. I would have come got you if I knew. Two of them also played Seven Minutes in Heaven. <laughs> here, Kobe go, it was actually 60 seconds in heaven, but... Yeah. I'm sure it was more than seven minutes when they got back in the bedroom. Woo! Heaven, it was that good for you, Shiva? <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> oh, hey, Shiva, how you doing? Do you get headaches? Shiva just kind of like stares at you. I am not a robot. <laughs> and it's very unhelpful that her voice is completely robotic as she says this to you. <laughs> Koba goes, jeez, Victor, you can't just ask somebody if they have headaches or not. <laughs> What are you doing? Oh, gosh. Tar walks by and steals the paper out of Hope's hands. Or out oh, of in front come of on, guys. What are hey, we, 12? We, we are really sticking to, like, the middle school <laughs> tactics here. Oh, it's a love note. Oh, Leave looks her alone. like Hope's got a crush on this person. Check yes or no. Do you like me? There's a checkbox for yes, no, and maybe. <laughs> What's the maybe one for? Victor's gonna start like going up to her, just like punching her and be like, <laughs> <laughs> "This and is how Tar's I display like, affection." <laughs> yeah. Tar's like starting to read it. Polar pigtails. He goes, "What's this?" And Hope's like, "It's a poem. It's not finished yet." What's it about? Me? He can't read. <laughs> <laughs> he gives a very angry snort at you. And you immediately, like, remember how very tall he is. It seems to become, you become acutely aware of that for a moment for some reason. And she, uh, she puts her hand out to take it back and he gives it to her and she's like, would you like to hear it, Tar? There's an adult way of doing this. Mm. And then as he's saying it, like, we've heard him say it a million times. And so Kintaro just, like, says it at the same time as Tar does. Don't care. Don't care. (laughs) Tar doesn't care about anything, whether it's feelings or... Do you feel anything, Tar? Recoil. <laughs> did he say recoil? He did say recoil. I don't I think he wants to hear it. He walked all the way over and picked it up. He was real curious about it. Yeah, Tar, look at you acting all like you don't care. Maybe we should all write Tar a poem. You know, he seems to really like him. <laughs> no, it's girly stuff. Uh, and he runs away to his room. <laughs> where he puts up posters of uh, Nickelback. Like one eighty two. Like, I'm cool. And so Hope goes, um, alright, well, sit down, boys and girls. It's not finished, alright? And don't laugh at me if I got this thing wrong, alright? I only learned about it yesterday. Standing on the edge of the crater, like the prophets once said. And the ashes are all cold now. No more bullets, and the embers are dead. 
Whispers in the air tell the tales of the brothers gone. Desolation, devastation, what a mess we made when it all went wrong. Watching from the edge of the circus for the games to begin. Gladiators draw their swords, form their ranks for Armageddon. I'm nuclear. I'm wild. I'm breaking up inside. A heart of broken glass, defiled. Deep inside, the abandoned child. Standing on the edge of the underworld, looking at the abyss. And I'm hoping for some miracle to break out, to escape from all this. Whispers in the air tell the tales of a life that's gone. Everyone's kind of quiet for a second. I don't get it. Well, Tar, maybe if you just wrote down your feelings once in a while, you'd get it more often. Well, I, I, you... I got one for Tar. Um, Tar doesn't care what anyone thinks. Tar can only handle three drinks. <laughs> <laughs> you get a genuine laugh out of most people in the room. I'll write more verses later. That's all I got. <sighs> He's a big guy. <laughs> Hope, I thought poems were supposed to make people happy. It's about us, isn't it? Uh, no, it's not actually about you really at all, Victor. But, but obsessed with self much? No, I meant... <laughs> Do you have a glass heart, Victor? <laughs> like, touch his chest <laughs> mockingly. Sometimes it doesn't have to be happy. Sometimes you can just... Helps to deal with life when you write about it. When you talk about it. Maybe you'd walk out of less windows if you talked to people about your problems. One of <laughs> What problems do you think I have that I don't talk about? I complain very vocally about everything that's wrong. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, yes, you do. All right, here, here's one. All right. Yeah, how come you rejected my hug? That's not exactly a poem. Well, no, you said talking about it helps. I'm talking about it right now. I don't, I don't like being touched. Especially by drunk people. I don't know. <laughs> all right, fine. How come you tried to hug me? There's one. I was trying to comfort you. Oh, thanks. The, the big, strong man going to comfort the scared girl. It wasn't like that. All right, whatever. Landris isn't really the big, strong man, anyway. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's the nice, sensitive... Guitar quietly just kind of like with his eyes going, Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. You hear the, the boat sound its horn. And then hear over the intercom, All right, we're almost there. Everyone come up to my uh, to the captain's quarters. Or what do you call the, the helm? Everyone come up to the helm, please. I imagine Tally actually having that conversation with herself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this ought to be good. Everyone ready? <sighs> yep. Hey, and Tar slaps you on the back hard. What's the worst that could happen? I could think of a few things. You could start having the dreams that we're having. Nah, no problems a gun won't take care of. If something bothers you, we just blow it up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the gun will break your fall if you fall out a window. <laughs> As you guys are walking, Hope was like... Whispers to you, he's not a very deep guy, is he? I don't know. He never really... He doesn't open up. You can't force people like that. I yeah, I guess. I don't believe anyone's that, you know, shallow, I guess would be the word. Yeah, he's, I've met a million guys like him. Oh, I don't care. Sure, I don't, but I'm going to be here to hear the answer. All right, so you get to the helm. Tally has uh, stopped the boat, and you can see in the distance is this, this small thing poking up out of the water. And Baron's already there with Tally. Um, since he's the one who knew how to get there. She goes, all right, everyone, moment of truth. We're sending you guys down there. Now, I've uh, I've got a little way we can support the crew that's going down, and that is this, thanks to our new friend here, and she gestures to Baron. 
It's called a quantum box. And and she hold, puts out another one in like, um, I don't know, I should say. It's like a small cube, right? Mm-hmm. And when she opens it up, it turns into a big chest. But it's perfectly square. And uh, she, she puts something in it, closes it, and then opens up its partner, and then pulls that thing out. And she goes, with this, we can get you stuff while you're down in there. So if at any point, say you need something, put uh, a note in the box, and we'll try to get it to you. Will the communicators uh, not work? That's what we don't know. Uh, communicators aren't really designed to go through thousands of feet of water or however deep the structure is. We don't know. Um, but even communicators won't deliver things to you. Right. What's what's the limit on this? Like, what can we send? Can I jump in there? Anything that can, any non-living material that can fit. I mean, living material can go too, but no one's quite sure if a copy's made or if it teleports. Uh, we've just let's just say that society's decided not to put people in it yet, and it's probably for the better. If you want to explore that realm, then <laughs> uh, only if necessary. We have absolutely no clue what's going to be happening in here, um, but we're going to send two guys with you, since it's, I don't know, since it's, I don't know, that's why. So, you two are the ones going in, Landris and Victor, so I'm going to let you choose who you want to take with you. I think everyone here is willing. Are we sure we don't know anything else about this, Baron? It's a place of experimentation, a place of, it's like a giant laboratory in a way. They took what was there and they were researching it, trying to figure out what made it work, what was in it. So it's like a lab. Maybe more like an archaeolog- a combination of an archaeological dig and a lab. If they're studying these things, they have data on it, right? That's what you said? We want to get the data on this structure? This Willoughby thing? Don't say that word. I think maybe Koba. Yeah, if they have computers with this data on it, we'll need Koba to get into them. <sighs> so that leaves who else? We could take Muscle, or we could take... Shiva. No offense to Tara, but I'm thinking high explosives might be a problem underwater. Yeah. All that, all his hit weaponry is only going to cause Hey, problems. not all my stuff blows up. Mo- most no. of it does, though, bud. You, you could, you That's could be, fair. Yeah. You could be honest. Uh, so I'm thinking either Shiva or Kentaro. What do you think? Landers is, like, stuck. Because, like, he wants Kentaro to come with him, but he doesn't want to bring Kentaro. Because he'll be mm-hmm. in danger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I could not have predicted that quandary. <laughs> we take a, you know, a Venbot. There we go. It's the last slot. <laughs> Filled in. Booker. <laughs> <laughs> he dies first corridor. <laughs> Tar, what do you have that doesn't blow up? I have a chainsaw. Uh, I've got this. And then he pulls out a thing that has the nuclear symbol on it. <laughs> no, that definitely blows up. It's, uh... It's called a nuclear, and then Koba finishes, uh, clear resonator. That thing I told you guys about last night that kills people that use it. And he, sh- and he, mo- he like, uh, waves his hand and he goes, it won't, it won't kill me. I've made some modifications. You modified a nuclear weapon? It, it's well shielded <laughs> now, I promise you. Tara, how do you feel in tight spaces? Because you're a big guy and I'm pretty sure Fine. it's going to get pretty tight down there. Um, then actually I'd vote Tar. You know, he was itch- he was itching to go the other night. Said he wants to blow stuff up, so we can give him a chance now. Yeah, we got brains, and we can take the muscle. That sounds good. Wait. <laughs> She's not... A- she doesn't have a lot of muscle. Yeah, you'll figure uh, it out. Come I on. imagine Tarlik actually stopping to think and piece that one together. <laughs> like, how can I turn this around? Then, um, let's go. Burn, you want to tell him what you told me? Please. 
that lighthouse-like structure over there will take you to a submersible, which will bring you down into the bottom of the ocean at this point. You'll enter at the bottom of the structure, and you'll have to work your way up. The biggest piece of advice I can give to you is this. Find what you need to know about the canister, and then get out. If you keep digging, you might not like what you find. Even your vaunted elvish minds can't handle the truest truths of the universe. You see, what people who seek for knowledge beyond our universe never seem to consider is that if you glimpse into realities beyond the veil, those forces might just gaze back. Okay. Got it. All right, you guys head over to this, this floating structure. Uh, do I have time to do the stuff from my journal, a.k.a. Operation Mixtape? Sure. <laughs> I put together a playlist. I probably already had one. Um, but I also, I guess, I don't write it, but I would record the message to my family. Okay, and you encode that, password it? Yeah. And I go off to Kentaro, and I hand him the crystal, I guess it is. Mm-hmm. What's What's this? A cliche. Okay. It's it's a it's a playlist. Oh, well, thank you. Give you something to do while you're waiting for me. Oh, that's good. Usually, all I have to do is pine for you. I'm glad to have something else. <laughs> I hope you like it. I'm sure, I will. Hey, do me a favor. Yeah. Don't die. If something goes wrong, just turn around and come back. I hope that's an option. I'm uh kind of kicks the ground a little bit. I'm a little surprised you didn't. As for me to come along. I I don't want to put you in danger, too. Look, we can't both go crazy, okay? One of us has to be stable. Well, we, I think we've picked the wrong person to be stable. That's not what I mean. <laughs> uh. All right, come back one piece, all right? I promise, but I'm not, you know, great at keeping them. <laughs> I hug them. Oh, he hugs you back. Kind of pets, pets your head a little bit. It kind of rubs your ear, which is like the first time that ear, the ear that got cut off has ever felt nice. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't flinch then. I let him do it. <laughs> I just kind of blush a bit. Make sure to take Bird with you. I've noticed you've forgotten him on like almost every mission. <laughs> I look around like, oh, right. And I reach into a trash can and pull Bird out. <laughs> there He's you are. He's still muted, so remember to unmute him if you actually want him to talk to you. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> I'll try that right now, actually, when we're walking up to the thing. Sir, thank you for unmuting me. I'm so happy you unmuted me. I can help you in many different ways. I am well-versed in a thousand different languages. And I press the button again. <laughs> a thousand? What? <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm exaggeration.exe activate. I um, walk up to Tally and I hand her a letter to Sarah. If I, if I don't make it. She stops you. I get it. Don't worry, we're going to do everything we can to make sure you get back, all right? Make sure to use that quantum box, okay? Yeah. Good luck. Thanks. See if you, see if you can find out as much as you can to help you guys deal with this, this, this infection in your, in your psyche. But if you can learn anything else, it'll help us. It'll help the cause. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you know. But it's all secondary to you guys, okay? Right. All right. All right. Good luck. I got a bad feeling about this. Alright, so you guys uh, get ready and you, you pull up to this um, this island and uh, they let you down off of like a rope ladder to get on this thing. It's like this floating structure. It's kind of lighthouse looking, but it's not an actual lighthouse. Uh, and it's got these big double doors. Okay. And uh, y'all say goodbye. There's tearful partings and there's a little like a little white sash that Kentaro's waving. <laughs> you guys open up the door and you, you close it behind you. You're in this dark room, and it's it's completely devoid of any light, so you have to 
turn on your flashlights to see what's going on. And Koba goes, and this is why you brought me. And she goes over to a control panel and goes, huh, I thought Baron said they were using this place. What do you mean? The generator's been turned off. Can you tell for how long? Mm, I can't. Can you turn it on? I can try. Um, maybe it's off for a reason. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure we're going to need a generator. I don't really want to climb stairs down. You hear, mm, and then all the lights kind of flicker on. And a big light turns on that is on the submersible. Okay. What does it look like inside? Uh, lots of angular shapes. And it is, it's actually a little bit, uh, I don't want to use the word dusty, but just, it seems it's been unoccupied for a, a, some amount of time. Okay. Unused anyway. Did they build this or was this already here? No, this is all our tech. Look at this. Unless the other world also has magical red crystals that power things. I mean, non-magical red crystals. Very specifically non-magical red crystals, actually. Okay, she hits a couple buttons. Um, right. All right, so I can actually use this to patch the guys on the boat through, and I can be up here to guarantee to take you guys back, but I have to stay behind. Or I could go with you and won't have any sort of contact with the boat, and I can't guarantee this submersible will, will take us back. Oh, no, we're going to need you. Which one we feeling like? If we need to get messages to them, we could use that box. What? They wouldn't make us submersible that wouldn't come back. It's going to come back, right? Okay. It's better to have you with us than we know what's going on. Sure, that sounds good. You're trying to split up. You never split up. All right, well, then let's all hop in. Everybody, please keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. There are vomit bags available in the back. And hold on to your butts. And she hits a button, and the door closes, and... You hear a lot of whirring noises and a sound of almost mechanical movement as a giant door underneath you opens up and the submersible begins to, to fall. And as it's falling, it's falling down this, like, almost pipe, but it's not a complete sealed pipe. It almost seems to be like these rings that are just guiding it down as it goes. And it goes down and down and down and down and down. And it takes quite some time and it, it gets very dark very quick. The waters here are dark. There's almost no light outside. You can't really see into the water uh, until you get to a certain point where you can see the structure. The structure is lit with these outside lights. And it is this white marble-looking massive pillar. Massive. Huge. In the shape of a pillar. Uh, and it's it has these like windows almost. But you can see at the bottom is this big flat area that's a little bit uh, extends out in all directions from the pillar. And that seems to be where you guys are going. But this structure is massive. It's like it's like one of the skyscrapers in the city. It's very big. And it's it's made of a material that you've never seen before. Hmm. But would you look at that? I like take my hands off my butt and then like look at <laughs> <laughs> Did Baron say that crashed down? I'm trying to remember what it's or do you say like they just found it there? They found it there. Okay. You guys eventually get to the bottom and the submersible goes through this this opening in the structure. And as it goes through the opening, there's almost a wall of water that you go through, and it stops right when you get past this wall of water. It's supernaturally the water stopped and not coming into the structure. Like, it's not like a force field or anything? It's like supernatural, we can tell that? Correct. Hmm. And it opens up, and water's dripping from the submersible, and you step out. Um, when we enter this, are we at, like, the base of the pillar, top, middle? Base. Or at the base of the pillar. Like, so we're on the ocean floor, essentially. Yes. But the pillar is very vertical. Right. Um, so, 
I, we're still in the submersible, or did it, like it rolled like out of this wall of water. Yep. There's guys to keep it straight up. Try to open it up. It opens, <laughs> and water drips off of the doors. As you you step inside this this room, it's kind of a large room. Uh, how to how to explain how how big it is? About the size of let's say like a almost like a gymnasium. If you were to be in a high school, to keep our high school themes. <laughs> as you enter in this 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 room, it's very dark and it's lit up by this. There's there's all these wires coming out from this base area, and they they were followed you in through this uh, through where the submersible took its path through these big rings. And these, there's these wires falling along the wall uh, to a certain point there that are lighting up the area. And there's there's uh, some computers in this room. Koba goes over to one of the computers and she's uh, working away at it. All right, let's see. Do 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 do. While she's doing that, I'm just gonna listen to see if I can hear any sounds coming from the rest of this the corridors. You hear a dripping sound coming from the hallway. Well, I assume that's normal. As she's going through the stuff, she's like, "It's just like there's a there's a deluge of stuff. I don't know what to to pick out here. Let's see. Of course, no one puts a map in this thing. There's a oh message labeled important. It's probably useless. No, no, that was the one we're looking for. I mean, what's that? All right, let me play it. Click. You hear uh, someone's voice come over the speaker. Note to security, please make any new personnel aware of the groundskeeper. He's harmless if we leave him alone. However, if we attack him on sight like the late Dr. Stevens, we lose valuable time procuring another scientist. He comes with a building, and in fact, is actually a bit helpful. While we can't get rid of him, I'm sure at least the janitors will find his presence helpful. The groundskeeper? That's what they said, right? Alright, so there's something scary we shouldn't immediately attack? I disagree. <laughs> I'm agreeing with the Whoa. big guy. There's one labeled pregnancy. Think that's what? about Kyle? Let's find out. She she activates it. Hey, Braddock. Can you believe this pregnancy business? Solzhenitsyn wants us to play it cool. We're turning one of the rooms into a maternity ward for it. Jeez, I can't understand wanting to do research on the kids. I mean, they're the first ones to be born since Kyle's daughter. But having to trick this poor girl into thinking that she's actually going to keep the kid isn't sitting right with me. Oh, well. Guess we got to figure out how to build a crib. Wait, does does the RSF not reach this far? I don't know. Is it like a local field thing? Do people out here have kids? What if, what if the R, the 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 ray, whatever? It, what if it doesn't sterilize? You mean every- gathering up the people that aren't sterile and bringing them here. It's a possibility. Do you put it past them? Guess not at this point. What else we got, Koba? There's there's just so much stuff on here, but I'm not seeing anything about the canister. Or about, I searched for Willoughby, I, I searched for Upside Down Tree, I see nothing of this. What about bees? Come, bees? Uh, no, nothing about bees. Okay. Mm. Looks uh, like... Dreams. Whatever. Okay, dreams, good idea. Nope. Guessing whatever was about the canister is going to be in Solzhenitsyn's console in wherever he set up shop. He doesn't have a place here? Uh, there's nothing in this room about it. That's uh, his. It all seems to be general stuff. Everybody here seems to be a technician or a scientist. Nothing higher. Security. Okay. How many um, exits are there from this room, Caleb? Exit? Are there? There's, there's two. The way you came and then the hallway. How long does that hall go straight before it like turns off to anything? I'm so bad with length, but you can see the end. Okay. 
And it like is it like a, a a hallway going off to each side of that, or are there are there doors lining this hall? Are there like it doors does. lining the hall? It does. It splits off to a left and a right. Okay. Well, guys, I can't see much else help here. I mean, maybe later if we come back here, I can research longer. But I think if we want to get anything into the same relevance to you, we got to go find Solzhenitsyn's place. So we're done here. Yeah, I guess nowhere to go but forward. Okay. All right. You guys go down the hallway. As you're going down the hallway, you see there is blood that just smears from the floor to the wall. And there's a guy who is slumped over uh, just alongside of the wall. And he has um, a crystal in his hand. And he's dead? He's dead. How long has he been dead? Can we kind of tell? Right, can I hear the dripping? A heel check. Yes, you can still hear the dripping. How close are we to it now? Mm, it still seems to be just about as far away as it was before. I got a six on that heel check. <laughs> so, nothing. Uh, well, he's definitely not alive. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll take a ten for a fourteen. Um, he's He's been dead for at least a day or two. But you're not quite sure still. Uh, what's his uh, However, since you're that close, you can see that he is dressed up in uh, the garb of a scientist. How is he murderized? Is he gashed? Is he dismembered? That's the crazy thing. There's there's no spot on him at all that would have produced any blood. He's, does he have anything on him that would look like it, like a key card or anything? Nope. Uh, I'm just the thing in his hand. Should we take that? Did that kill him? I don't know. I don't know anything it's about just, this. It's, guys, it's just a, it's just a recorder. Oh, oh. Well, we should play. All right. Play it. See what. Koa takes it and plays it. I swear, if I get my hands on that delivery guy, I'm going to wring his scrawny neck. The sloth delivered the power suit and the temporal accelerator prototypes to the maternity ward instead of Solzhenitsyn's lab right off the library. What does he think we need that kind of tech to help the rock the babies to sleep? Anyway, I'll have him move to the proper place later. I wish Solzhenitsyn hadn't put a kibosh on the whole power suit program. Why not make more of them? I feel like we could put them to good use. What does he have? Something better in the works? Koba. Yes? Did you happen to see where the maternity ward is located? Uh, and she points to the sign at the intersection. I'm guessing there. And the sign, it says, left storage room, right maternity ward. Victor. Mm-hmm. You see on the wall a handprint appear. Uh, a bloody handprint just appears, and then another one, and then the first one disappears, then another one. And it's slowly kind of happening all around a small area on the wall. Lanris. Huh? Do you see that? What? That. Is he... I'm pointing at the wall. Um, like white, I don't know, marble? Wall? You see now a handprint, a bloody handprint is on the wall. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's like no different than the rest of the blood. Big surprise, bloody handprint. What do you, what do yeah. you see? Uh, you know, handprint, blood. It's just a handprint? Do you, what do you see? It's not doing anything. Drying? <laughs> it, it's moving. You don't see that? I, I watch it. It doesn't move. <sighs> well, we know it's messing with their heads, right? I'm supposed to be on that's hallucinating, Vic. Come on. I was doing it style. before you were, man. Yeah, when you're asleep. This is my domain. Victor, it's not moving. <sighs> Guess we move on. Hey, Tim, do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Why don't you, why don't you make a sanity check for me real quick? Won't take you much time at all, just uh, real quick there. I got an eight. <laughs> Alright, you're gonna take two points of sanity damage. Is that above your threshold, Victor? Yes. Well, yes, because your threshold is zero now that I'm seeing this. Yeah. Great, you get a new sanity, buddy. You have the feeling that 
Lanris saw the handprint, and he is lying to you. Okay. We can either go to the maternity ward or storage. Guess we check out storage real quick and see if there's anything there. Ah, see if they left behind any goodies. Yep, or a mop or a bucket, who knows. We'll clean up the blood while we're here. Yeah, all the blood, the the handprint and all, huh? Uh, yeah, I guess that too. Mm-hmm. So, you go to storage room. In this room is all these chests, and they're all opened, save two. One that's sort of up on a bunch of chests, stacked on a bunch of them, and it's closed. And then one that's kind of like in the corner of the room. Now, when you say all the other ones are open, are they also empty? As you look through them, they're almost all empty, except for one, which has somebody's severed arm in it. How clean is the cut that it was severed? Has it been ri- ripped off? Torn. Mm. Cut. What race is the arm? We're going to say it was half-elf. I am impressed. Actually, I guess elf arms would be very long, so I would be able to tell the difference. That's a, that's a wonderful thing to store, don't you think? They were saving it for later. Yeah. I don't think I want to know what's in these other chests. There's a label on the one that is about eye level, which is the reason you see it, and it just says bees. Bees. Oh, wait. Does that say bees? Yeah. Well, we're not opening that one. <laughs> well, does the other one have a label? I agree. I've been stung by one, and I don't want... It looks like its label had been torn off at some point. Okay, so if that one's bees, and everything else is open except this one, I'm going to assume this was, I don't know... I'm going to guess this is like thumbtacks or, you know, parents-in-laws. So we're just going to leave this untouched. Yeah. Let's let's go to the, uh, the maternity ward. So you're going back through the hallway. I look where the handprint is. Uh, it's still there. Landris, you sure you didn't see anything before? Well, I heard dripping. Do I still hear that? Yes. I, I didn't see anything now. What about now? I look around. Nothing's changed. We're friends, Landris. Yeah, of course. What? Are you okay? You don't need to be lying to me. What are you talking about? You saw that thing move. I didn't see anything, Vic. You have no opportunity to continue this conversation. For out of the wall near the intersection, a little bit away from where you are now, comes a hand made of the wall. It's almost like the wall stretching out. Have you guys ever seen Friday the 13th? I'm sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a point where Freddy's like face comes through the wall, but it's still the wall. It's that sort of thing, mm-hmm. except a whole body comes out, and it comes out of the wall flat as almost if it was uh, almost like it was 2D and then forms into 3D in front of you. And it it's made of the same material these walls are made of, this this sort of this this grayish marble. And it looks over at you guys. And then earthy tones come out of this thing. And it looks at you ex- expectantly. Um, uh, is this the groundskeeper? That's what I thought. Um, hello? Hi. It steps forward and repeats itself. It repeats itself? Yep, it makes the same tones it made before. What? We're here for the maternity ward. For a third time, it makes the same noises. And it takes another step towards you. I don't like this, Landris. Tar has his gun leveled at it. I, uh, draw my Don't hammer. Sh- okay. I'm, I'm gonna not say anything and stand completely still. It, it might be the groundskeeper. Don't do anything. I just wanna... If it does anything to me first, I'm gonna... It, it walks up to, uh, to Lanris and, and says something again in these earthy tones. 
Walla, walla, bombay. Quick, get out, bird. Oh, right. <laughs> I unmute bird. <laughs> Terran, Terran, Terran. Oh my gosh, it's speaking Terran. I've been trying to tell you for like an hour. <laughs> okay, what's it saying? It's saying, please move aside. And then, please move aside. Right, and then, move please aside. move aside. <laughs> and then, and then when it came up to you, it asked you, are you going to move to the side? Just tell it, yes, I'm moving. Sorry. In Terran, please. Yeah, I step aside. Of course, sir. It says something in that same earthy tone. And the thing walks by you, puts its hands on the wall, and you can see a crack in the wall fix itself. Would you like to say anything else to it, sir? There's blood on the wall. Would you like me to tell it that? I think it knows that. I don't like it. Ask ask it if it's the groundskeeper. I'm just so I don't have to keep saying it says, then yeah, yeah, it yeah. says. You could call me that, yes. I am an Achat. Do you know what happened to this guy? I point to the body. The same thing that happened to a lot of people here. He died. But what killed it? Him. Ever since my master disappeared, a lot of things have happened to a lot of people. Things have changed. Who was your master? Master Zeratul, the keeper of these archives. Where did he go? He disappeared. I have been keeping these grounds in his stead. Can you point us toward information on Willoughby? I don't understand. But if it is here, it might have twisted. Everything seems to have twisted. What about bees? What are they doing with bees? My master stores many things for his experiments and his research. Do you know of any other things he's storing? He stores a great deal many things. Yeah, that's... But you looters have taken much of it. Looters? But I do not protect the things in the building. I oversee the building. When did looters come? They have been here for over a year. I think the people who were working here, the lab attendants, they're the looters. What do the looters look like? He points at the dead guy. Then he points at you. Oh. Uh, we're... We haven't taken anything yet. I don't know if I want anything from here. We don't want to disturb anything. We're looking for something particular. We don't want to steal it. We're looking for answers. I do not care what you take. I do not care what you are here to do. I am the building. Is there someone here that does care if we take stuff? I don't care. I am the building. What, is there anything we should do to make your job easier as we move through this building? Do not break the building. <laughs> I look at Tar. <sighs> I haven't done anything yet. Yeah, well, don't don't break the building, all right? His gun is still completely pointed at the monster. You can, you can put that down. You're hearing it talk to us, right? Yeah. We, yeah, we should probably move on. I don't want to be here any longer than I have to be. Th- thank you for your time. We'll let you get back to being a building. Without saying goodbye, he walks over and re-merges with the wall, and is now indiscernible with the rest of the building. Uh, maybe, maybe that's what you saw, Vic? Yeah, that's what we saw. Well, I, okay, let's go to the maternity ward. Yeah. Alright, you go in the maternity ward, and when you get into this room, there is a woman who is split open in the center of the room with this giant light on her, almost like a doctor's light that you can move that's above you, almost like a dentist has. And she is on this this, this this operating table and she's just split open from like her chest to her pelvis and guts are everywhere. And then this room is just so completely filled with blood. It's on the ceiling, it's on the walls, it's on the floor. And then there's just like a finger on the ground, but no other body parts anywhere else. Like, how fresh is this? Does it smell? Um, not fresh. So it probably smells terrible. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I, like, turn to the side and, like, I think I'm going to vomit, but then I'm like, oh, wait, the groundskeeper's going to kick my butt. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I try to hold it back and, like, step out of the room for a second. <sighs> okay. Later, you hear something on the outskirts of the room in the dark. Like the maternity ward room? Yep. Try and listen closer. It's, um, maybe a scratching? And by the way, that's the only light in this whole room is that light centered on that girl. There's other lights around the room, but they're broken. We still have our uh, flashlights though, right? Yes. Like, I, I put, like, a cup of hand to an ear and try and listen. Do you guys hear that? Hear what? What? It's like a scratching. Where? It's coming from somewhere ahead. You hear it now. Yeah, I, I hear it. I, I mean, I try to point my flashlight in that direction. You hear scattering away from the light. I'm going to draw my freeze gun. Where is that thing I have? I'm going to strike a one of my sun rods, which right. I have flavored as kind of like really, really bright glow sticks. Sure, yeah, I love kinda it. Kind of thing. And I hope that like lights up the room. I'm going to say it actually doesn't light up anything beyond the center light. You're going to have to throw it into the darkness. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. As you do that, you hear scattering around from that source of light. Question. The lady, has she been cut open? You'd have to go and do a heel check. I go closer to look at her. You're kind of looking at her trying to determine what's happening. And then something flies out of the darkness. You see Lanaris mm-hmm. and jumps and strikes at Victor in the back. I want everyone to make initiative rolls, please. My initiative's going to be 16. Mine's 9. Um, this this thing, this small thing strikes at, at Victor's back. Victor, I need to know if a 29 hits your AC. Yes, it does. Six points of damage. Lanris, you see this thing that has the size and appearance of a small child, but it has wrinkled gray skin and crimson eyes and claws and this jagged teeth. And it's jumped on a Lanris' back and it's bitten him. Uh, Victor's back, I mean, and bitten him. Now, when you say a child, mm-hmm. a human child, elf child, half-elf child, it's it's got skin, but beyond that, good luck figuring out what race it is. Right. Um, however, I need you to make a DC 17 will save for me, please, sir. 18. You feel something trying to get into your head. I can't explain what that feels like otherwise, other than you you know it. Right. It's the thing that is on your back, Lanaris. Victor. Uh, Victor flies back into the darkness without touching the ground. Making it Lanaris' turn. Uh, you said there's one light like, pointing down, right? Yep. It's very bright compared to very. our other light sources. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump up and grab it and try and aim it where it jumped back. Okay. You you get it right on it, and it looks at you, and it screams. <laughs> and it's, like, trying to block its eyes. I'm going to follow it with the light. Okay. Koba, who is going to cloak Har. Uh, you hear the noise of his uh, nuclear resonator begin to activate, which is sonically disturbing. It buzzes, whirs, and it's flashing. He points it at the thing that you've now enlightened, and he fires. It makes this droning shriek as it fires, hits the creature. It tunes itself to the precise molecular resonating structure of the creature. Crap, 96 points in it. You hear this and it bothers your ears, but it's not going to do any sort of damage to you. And you see this thing starts to, like, disintegrate in places. And that is, that's going to be Tar's turn. Oh my god, Caleb, I'm not going to forget him this time. Bird, huh, he is, is going to be floating near, um, me, mm-hmm. with a prepared action to aid another to give me AC. 
if I get attacked. Okay, great. Gonna bring it down to Victor's turn. How far is it from me? If you're in the center, it's. I'm gonna say this room is maybe. We'll, we'll call it uh, 40. F. Yeah, 40 foot radius. So it's gonna be 40 feet away from you. I'm gonna shoot at it with my zero rifle. Okay, fire. By the way, this thing is not on the ground. It's it's flying, but it's it looks like it's lying down on the ground, but it's just right, up in I the air. I rolled a natural 20. Sweet. So that's 30. 24. Hit. You confirmed it. 34. 8. That's a miss. Alright, uh, the thing screams out, and the scream is so obnoxiously loud, you guys have to cover your ears, but you can't because you're holding your weapons and stuff. Everyone make me a DC 18 fortitude save, please. I got a 25. 22. Both of you take eight points of sonic damage. I need you guys to make another uh, fortitude save. 24. 18. You hear another scream coming out from the darkness. Take four points of damage. There's another one of these things? And you hear Koba scream out. Uh, I have the light still on the one that um, we've attacked already. Do I have to hold that in place or can I attack it? I'm going to say you, you can hold it in place with one hand and have another hand free. I don't have a one-handed range weapon, so I'll hold my turn. Yeah, I'll keep pointing it at it and hold my turn. Okay. Cool. Tar. Tar uh, takes out his grenade launcher and and, throw, and shoots a grenade at the thing. It explodes, and it cuts the thing to pieces, and it falls down on the ground and slumps over and is very obviously dead. Okay. Um, after Tar's turn, I want to take the turn I held. Okay. Um, I'm gonna try and point the light at the other scream I heard. Sure, do me a perception check, see if you can't point out where that scream was, and I'm gonna have you take a minus 10, because you were screamed at twice. So you're not quite sure in this in this uh, semi-round room where Six. it came from. You're not sure. So I'm gonna give you a, uh, a 20% chance to get it right, so roll a d100. 19. I guess I should have asked low or high in the beginning, but I, I had thought low in my head, so you point it, and there you see the thing. Another one floating, and it's got a little more hair than the other twisted baby had. Oh, kill it, kill it, kill it. But it's got the same fat, lumpy body, the same red eyes, sharp, fang-like teeth, almost as if they were filed to a point. I want to say that was a move action. I'll give you a standard action if you want to use a standard action. Uh, no, I'm fine. Okay, I'm going to hit it with my zero rifle. Shoot at it. First hit is 12. Is a miss. Second one's 14. Miss. Okay. It flies at you, uh, who has the light, Lanris. Okay. And as it gets to you, it tries to slash at you with its claws. Bird's prepared action goes off. He's going to try and increase my AC, which he can fail at. <laughs> <laughs> or it. I shouldn't be genderizing a robot. And I don't he's... think it's going to matter. 32. Yeah. It criticals you for 21. Okay. Uh, you also take nine uh, extra points of damage, as well as, gosh darn, four points of bleed damage. As this thing bites you, the wound is, is gravest. It got a good spot, maybe it hit an artery or something. And you see the blood as it gets onto its face and body, almost like a sponge. Its pores that you can almost see soak up the blood. Tar pulls out his chainsaw, he puts his grenade launcher away as to not kill the party. And pulls out his chainsaw. And he goes over and... And he chops one of the claws off this gosh darn thing. Um, which unfortunately is very gruesome. Uh, but it is effective. Uh, and then Tar tries to make another swipe. But this thing like flies and almost like somersaults 
over to the other side of you, so he can't quite get it. So he only hits with one of his attacks. Lanris, you see uh, out of nowhere uh, a stun baton materializes, which finds purchase. Does okay. She rolled okay. A stun baton that's turned on uh, hits it and jolts the thing. Now it's Lanris' turn. Can I have um, Bird aim the light? Yes. All right, Bird's operating the light. Um, I'm actually, I'll five foot step away and attack it. 17, 22, 18. The 22 hit. 18 damage. It speaks, and out of its mouth comes the voice of a middle-aged woman, and it says, My babies! Please don't hurt my baby! I'm going to, uh, since I missed with the rifle, draw my hammer and hit at it. Uh, uh, 22. 22 is a hit. 19 points of damage. Alright, you finish it off. Falls to the ground. You you pop its head like a watermelon. I'm gonna jack myself with a Hemochem 4. Tar turns off his chainsaw. And Koba decloaks, and she's going, Meep! Meep! And she's holding her hand for her mouth and ear. Did you guys see that? I was like holding my wound. Yeah. What? Yes! I can't, I can't hear you. I just shake my head. <laughs> yes. Or nod my head. What the hell was that? I need you both to make a sanity check for me, please. 21? Uh, 15. Hey, Landris. Uh-huh. I want you to take one point of sanity damage, which does not exceed your threshold, correct? Correct. All right, you've got one more point. All right, that brings me to four total sanity damage. Congratulations. You guys, for the first time in your life, have seen a baby. Oh, yeah. I don't like them. We need to make sure everyone everywhere has the RSF. I'm just like sitting down and holding wherever it bit me. Did it bite, bite me or slash me? Uh, you it bit. Yeah, I'm just like holding it and like trying to stop it from bleeding as the Hemoken works sl- slowly. Tar goes over and, and picks it up by its hair and goes, They're not supposed to look like this. Ah, uh, don't touch it! Ah, uh, did it come out of her? Yes, now that you have the time to actually do the heal check, I'll take your previous result. Yes, it burst out of her. Oh, I think they both did. Uh, Koba goes over to a computer that's right by the table, and you hear... What's happening? She's going into labor. What, now? It's nowhere near her turn. I know, but they're coming anyway. Alright, give me two cc's of... What in the world? Oh my goodness, doctor, do something! I've never seen a bee before. Are they supposed to look like that? Someone get security! And then the recording ends. The light that you had shown around, you had seen in the edges where these things were creeping, is the rest of the body parts from what must be at least two different people. How did that... How could that happen? What were they trying to do? I don't... I don't know. Hey, Kobo, you alright? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm starting to hear again. That thing was really loud. She's like putting her finger in her ear. I gotta feel back on where that thing scratched me, and then I'm gonna uh, realize that it, you know, did scratch me and everything. I'm going to use one of those uh, charges from my hypo gun to heal myself up a little bit. All right. So he said he'd never seen a baby before. So those would be the only ones then, right? Uh, let's hope so. I guess they also said baby in the singular. This, that's that's not how babies are supposed to be. You can have twins, you know. Yeah, we, we were kids once, Vic. We know. Sick. Whatever they're doing here, it's not right. Well, if it was right, they wouldn't be doing it in the middle of the ocean. Oh, I don't think they did that. Didn't you hear that? They were just as surprised to see the babies like that than we were. Does it say on the computer what they were trying to do? 
No, this is just a bunch of medical stuff. From what we see of the woman, does she, does she look normal? Besides... She's actually wearing scientist clothes, but aside from that, no. She looks normal. Or yes, she looks normal. Her face her face is in a twisted yeah. pain from when she died. Right, right. I guess we press on. Uh, you see the power suit on the edge where you had lit it up before. The power it's, suit. Yep, there's there's a, um, almost like a, um, a metal scaffolding, small set of scaffolding. It's holding up this power suit. And there's another one next to it, and then next to that is the the temporal the temporal accelerator, which you had heard in that uh, voice thing earlier. Whoa, what's this? Looks like some kind of suit. I'm gonna go over and check those out. There's um all sorts of there's like a manual that comes. It looks like these things like are fresh, like they're still like wrapped in sort of saran wrap, uh, cellophane. I mean, saran wrap exactly, precisely. <laughs> um, and they've got like little instruction manuals on them, and uh, you can read all about them if you. Powered armor. Uh, as you read through it, it is a device which, I mean, there's, how do I explain it better than powered armor, except that it has all sorts of implanted gear on it, and it uh, is like the latest in armor technology. It is a prototype. It includes a camera, a comsat, fire extinguisher, flashlight, grippers if you want, um, a laser pistol mounted on the arm, mag boots, med lances so that you can automatically inject yourself without taking up an action. Matter of fact, it's even an immediate action. So you can take it in the middle of somebody else's turn. Uh, power receiver, in case you're ever in range of a generator that you're attuned to. A force field, prismatic level, radiation detector. And V-mods to give you plus 10 burns on perception checks, give you low light vision, dark vision up to 120 feet, and all around vision. Oh, wow. It's going to give you a plus 10 to your AC. has a capacity of 100. Oh, and it also gives you a plus 10 bonus to your movement speed. Gives you a plus 6 bonus to your strength and dexterity. You get a fly speed of 60 feet with average maneuverability in areas of no gravity. And 20 feet in gravity with poor maneuverability. Huh, this might even be worth it for me to wear even though it's heavy armor. It repairs itself. Uh, how many are there? There's two of those. Cool. The Temporal Accelerator. You place this in the back of your skull. It releases a network of microscopic probes that interface directly with the wearer's brain. It sucks. Little pins going to your head. Uh, as a swift action, you can activate it to accelerate your brain activity for one minute, which is ten rounds. You gain two sets of actions each turn. Two moves, two standard, and two swift in any order you desire. And you can still combine that standard and move as a full round. Uh, anything that does say duration of one round will still take up the wearer's entire turn. Uh, when the duration expires, you will take two points of intelligence and constitution drain as well as shorten your lifespan by five years as a result of the neurological deterioration. It doesn't give you any sort of penalties for the old age. It just hastens your death from old age. Mm-hmm. And you can fix those penalties, but you can never fix the shortened lifespan. You can activate it twice in a 24-hour period. However, you'll take an additional 2d4 points of constitution intelligence damage in addition to the constitution drain at the end of the device's effect and lose an additional 10 years instead of 5. You can reduce the ability damage by half for a DC 25 fortitude save. That's about it. Oh, interesting. What the heck do they need this stuff for? Uh, they haven't even used it. I mean, there's some bad stuff down here. We, those babies? I don't know. I'm taking one. You gonna put one on? Mm-hmm. I'm putting it on. It replaces your other armor. Yeah, I already did that. When you uh go to unwrap it, the cellophane sticks to your hand. As you pull it away, it's this string of, of almost glue. And... You, you can't can't seem to, to, to pull away. 
the suit begins to turn and its chest piece turns into this jagged teeth and the wires form a tongue and it bites you it sinks into your arm or at least it tries to when i need to know if a 16 hits your ac no okay so it tries to bite you but you're pulling away but you're still stuck to this thing uh, all right victor what do you do i just shoot at with my art pistol in my hand okay 33 hit oh come on three points of damage it was okay. a bad roll as you hit it wires start coming out of its feet and digging into the ground the cellophane from the other arm gets to your uh attaches to your metal arm and starts bringing you close there is help uh, i'm gonna tr- draw my machete and try and cut the cellophane okay with the blade so you bring it down, the blade gets stuck into the cellophane, make a DC-17 reflex save, see if you can't pull it off before it gets too attached. Uh, 19. Alright, you feel it get stuck and you pull it off, but the sticking totally slowed down its momentum, did no damage. Hmm. You knew that if you didn't pull it away, it would have gotten stuck. Um, that's mean your move and your standard, because you had to move over there to help him. Tar, you hear, <laughs> and he's like, hold still! And he brings it down into the thing, and he tries to cut it, not enough. However... His chainsaw does, it, does not get through, but he does rip it off of the of the sticky glue as the, the blade's turning. Don't give it time to attach. 29. Yeah, that hits. Now this thing gets it sinks its teeth into you. Eight points of damage. You get shocked by some of the wires and from the jagged metal teeth. And it's not like biting you and letting go. It seems to be trying to eat you. I'm gonna draw my zero rifle. I'm going to attempt to freeze the cellophane, so hopefully it will turn brittle and then break. Okay. Uh, 13 to touch. Hit. 11 cold damage. You freeze it, and you see the cellophane that gets frozen goes to the, the power armor uh, as if it is, it is part one and part and same of, this, of the creature. All right. Uh, since I'm right up on it, can I do point blank shot? First one is 18. Hit. Second one is 9. I, I rolled a 1. 16 points of electric damage. Now Tar's going to try and have some fun. And with his chainsaw, he cuts the gosh darn thing in half, and it falls to the round squirming, almost as if it's actually organic and not metal. And then it kind of almost spreads as if it's a pool of liquid, but not completely. And in about 30 seconds, the stuff that connecting you to this thing dissolves, and you're able to pull away. What was that? What? I don't know. So now there's only one power suit? Correct. I, I poke it with my machete. Yes, there is one thing that looks like a power suit left. <laughs> uh, you poke it and it reacts exactly the way you think. It cuts the, some of the cellophane and you hear tink. So who gets the power suit? I mean, I like to be mobile. You know, I think you should take Tar, Tar starts to raise his hand and Koba goes, put that down. It won't fit you, big guy. <laughs> you're, you're not the PC. <laughs> I'll keep him off your back, Vic. All right. That helps Just, out uh, a lot. Actually, I'm gonna now that I'm aware that they're trapping this stuff potentially, I'm gonna check the bed lances that are already there and make sure they're all empty. They are. Okay, good. Good idea though. And that also reminds me, I step away for a second and inject myself with baseline. Okay, and that gives you immunity to insanity for how long? Onset time of ten minutes, when it takes effects, I'm immune to insanity mind-affecting effects, and morale bonuses for one hour. Okay. Oh, both of you make another will save, please. Four. Fifteen. One, another point of sanity damage. One, okay. Oh, also, uh, so the baseline, 
for reasons that if I explain, it'd be like, oh, thanks for telling me the whole story, uh, is only going to give you a plus three to your will saves against uh, those things that it says it makes you immune to. So, an object that looks solid tried to eat you. What do you guys do? Did it all dissolve when it died? Like, or is it still parts of it there? Still parts of it there, but a lot of it is like, all the adhesive dissolved, but it's kind of pooled as if it was semi-liquid. You want to try again? We're ready this time. Yeah, I'll try again. You, it operates exactly as the manual says, and you put it on. And now, he looks like a juggernaut. Just like, wow, you know, Tar is like scared of him now. You've dwarfed Tar. This thing is military grade. This is police grade, experimental, I'm going to crush you sort of thing. Are you going to do anything with Temporal Accelerator? I'll take it for now. Yeah, take it. Hopefully we won't need it. <sighs> I don't like this. As you're debating what to do, the Acha comes out of the wall right next to you, looks at you, and then looks over at where the slain baby is, goes over and puts its hand and repairs the damage from the grenade on the building. <laughs> Sorry about that. I do not feel mad at you. I do not feel happy with you. I just fix it. Good to know. Five years is a lot of time. Uh, I can't even think that far ahead right now. I'm going to say it, you don't know it's five years. You uh, just know that it just says it will shorten user's lifespan by a short time. That's what it says. I don't think they did enough experimentations with this thing to be like, precisely five years and seven minutes. I'm just going to carry it for now. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna say it'll be a four-round action to put it on. Okay. If you ever decide to do it in the middle of a battle. Okay. So what's a what's ahead? What's the next room look like? Um, there's there's another doorway leading to a hallway. A uh, guy in big armor first. Yeah, it's yeah, my boat. yeah. I got my big hammer and I'm ready for it. Walking down. You go down this hallway. It ends at a door, but before you even notice the door, you see uh, it's it's a completely empty hallway except for written on blood on the wall. It says, "Trust the lies, not the truth." Then at the end of the hallway is a wooden door with a big knocker on it. What do you think that means? I have no idea. Trust the lies, not the truth. But then how do we know that's not a truth? So we shouldn't trust that. That defeats itself. I don't like this. <laughs> There's just one door, right, Galen? Yep. Well, if that's the truth, and I point at the door, um, I'm going to feel around the walls. Uh, I'm basically looking for a hidden door. Okay, make a procession check. I'll take a 10 for 22. Doesn't seem to be a hidden door. What are you doing? I, I don't know. Maybe there's something hidden here that we couldn't see. <sighs> Let's just keep going. You want to knock? Knock? I'm just going to open the door. It's got no handle. Oh, I'm going to... I'm going to feel for... Did Did you feel on the door? N no. I'm going to feel on the door. Feels like wood, which is a strange... You're seeing this is not faux wood. It's real wood. I knock. You hear the door say, who's there? I look at Landris. <laughs> I shrug. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> Fine. Victor Irons. Victor Irons who? I look back at Landris. What does that mean? Uh, lie? I don't know. Lie? <sighs> Spencer. <laughs> I don't get it. That wasn't very funny. I wasn't trying to make a joke. I don't know. Your turn. Uh, I walk up to the door and knock on it. Who's there? Solzhenitsyn. Solzhenitsyn who? Crazy scientist guy? I don't get that one either. 
That wasn't oh, funny at all. It was a joke. Oh. Knock knock jokes? <laughs> I don't know very many. What about you? <laughs> the ones I know in real life are fruit related and don't translate to the setting. <laughs> Aren't you glad I, I don't get it? <laughs> well, it would get it. You just wouldn't get it to tell it. <laughs> Fine. I'll. I go back and knock on it. Who's there? Dozen. Dozen who? Dozen anybody want to let me in? <laughs> it opens up for you. <laughs> Even though it wasn't very funny, Lanners is cracking up. It's the only one I know. It's not fruit related that we don't even understand anymore. I mean, algae doesn't work very well. What's inside? I look, I, I look in before I enter in. It's another branch with a sign, something to the left and something to the right. One says Fleshcraft Lab, and the other says Greenhouse. Well, the greenhouse is looking a lot better to me than the Fleshcraft Lab. What about you? Aren't there bees? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and greenhouses? I didn't think about... I don't, I don't know plants very well. But you're right. Fleshcraft Labs. Alright, now that sounds sinister. You know, up until now it was a maybe... It was a probably. Now it's a definitely. But I want to see a plant. We could peek in. Yeah. I head over to the greenhouse. You open up the door to the greenhouse, and all the plants have overgrown and overflown out of their containers. Broken the glass or the clay that was containing them, and they're covering the walls. The floor has this carpet of moss. There's just lumps of moss around, and it's very... Um, spory in the air. You can see a cloud of spores. Matter of fact, as you open the door, some go <sighs> come out. I do of have room. a question. Does any of this look like anything from my dream? I think maybe you may have seen the moss on a tree, but not to this okay. extent. I like cover my mouth and back away, but I'm like, what? Do you see that? Yeah. The suit I'm wearing has a helmet, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's like fully. So you're 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 in your own self-contained hazardous environment suit, essentially. Okay. Doesn't protect the other three guys. Right. Right. I can go in and look around if you just stay close to the door. Uh, yeah, we'll wait here. I mean, be ready to come in if something happens. Uh, but you, you come back. Uh, we'll come in if we need to. All right, I'm going to go in like five foot first and just kind of look around. Okay, you step on the plants, crunch, crunch as you go through. Just five feet? All right, At first, up. you know, just kind of look in. Just like a step in. Sure. Oh, I, I send Bird with him. Okay. I um gestured to Bird to go... Left, and I start heading right. Just, just kind of look around. It's a sort of narrow area. You're going to be going a few feet to the right, but then you're going to have to go down to the other side of the room. That's fine. Just kind of want to get a general idea about the room. Okay, as you're going by and you're seeing all these plants, occasionally something will like almost shiver as you go near it. Oh, really? I, I don't touch anything. Yeah, you're, you're, you're in a hulking power suit. You're brushing against all sorts right. of Right, well, I'm trying not to like just ride up against like the trunk or anything. You know, I understand I'm doing, like, the leaves and stuff, but... Sure. Do I have the chemicalizer on my suit? What do I have? Do I have anything that will test the air? No, but you do have a radiation detector. It's about the best you got there. I'll turn it on just to kind of see if there's any radiation coming in. I guess I will use a charge. By the way, you see next to you, Victor, uh, Koba has some sort of device out and she's looking at it. Do you mean Lanris? Yeah, I meant Lanris. So it costs you one charge and it detects zero radiation. You just see, it's like a little HUD on your on your power suit and just beep, beep, radiation percentage zero does this thing muffle my voice or anything uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say it, it 
your voice has to go through a microphone and out a speaker. Uh, so they can hear you at the same level, but it has this kind of almost intimidating sound now. Uh, Kobo, what are you messing with there? Motion detector. Should I have Bird sit still? No, I can see it's just uh, the two guys moving in there. Nothing else is moving. Hey guys, I uh, I don't think there's any radiation coming from in here. In fact, my suit says there's not, so I think it'll be okay. At least from that point. What What about the stuff in the air? I don't know about chemicals. I, I start heading back, because... I'm not seeing anything. Was there any exit uh, past the greenhouse? The walls are completely covered with moss and vine. Um, I'll have Bird return as well. Okay. Anything in there? <sighs> Bunch of plants. I don't know. I mean, that's all I saw. Just a room of plants. Bird, anything? I, I assume Bird shakes no. All right, wait. Bird can talk now. Let's not have Bird be the most annoying thing in the world. He, he will talk <laughs> when he needs to. Otherwise, he'll indicate the same way. The, the software's colliding. The old way used to behave in the new way, so it'll indicate no. Okay. Small movements detected, which is the same thing that you saw, that some of the stuff moved a little bit. Oh, uh, sometimes I would get close to a plant and they would, like, shake. Plants are living creatures too, right? So. I guess we're going over to, uh, Fleshcraft. <sighs> yeah. Let's go. You guys go down that hallway and you go into the Fleshcraft lab. In there is all sorts of, uh, surgical devices almost torture devices the way they look at you, you, you you've never seen these kind of things there's a table with blood stains on it in the corner is it's something slouched over obviously deceased and another voice recorder crystal sitting on the table i'm gonna have bird fly over and grab the crystal okay it retrieves it i'll activate it all right you hear souls and it's in speaking but you know it's him because you've heard him speak once before it seems that the original occupant of this building was doing some experimentation in this laboratory. His main focus was on this flesh crafting idea. Interesting idea contains some potential. It works with flesh, but far beyond any surgery we understand. Unfortunately, this is not quite what Project Dark is focusing on. This so-labeled Promethean design is better, however, seems that the original experimenter gave up on that line of work long ago. Nothing useful here. I have half a mind to try and convince the chairman that the flesh-crafting idea might suit his needs better than the direction Project Dark has been taking so far. However, I know how stubborn the chairman can be. Oh well, I'll have to remember to take these elixirs before I go. They seem to be the non-permanent counterparts to flesh crafting. Temporary beneficial results with some minor discomforting side effects. Thankfully, both are temporary. So now that he said elixir, you see on one of the tables are these these uh, vats, these sort of um, Erlenmeyer flasks. Four um, vials. And then now that you're looking around and you're seeing these vials, you see also another table. But this has something fleshy on it. I'm not touching that. I mean, you could touch it, but I'm not touching it. Well, I'm going to go over to this dead guy um, and see how he dead. So you look at this dead guy who's been deceased for a very long time. No no heel check to, to tell you that. Mm -hmm. uh, however, you see that maybe 80% of his body has been replaced with non-living matter. Clay, metal, stone, wood. What? Looks like he's... This is crazy. And it has a label on it, which is what Sosanitsa was saying, and it says Promethean. What on earth? Did he die from damage, or does it look like he died from just, like, having, you know, 80% of his body replaced with stuff that wasn't biological? So long deceased, it's impossible to tell. Unless you were a medical savant. 
and had time to cut them open. Not at all. <sighs> well, you guys want to take a look at the vials or the other thing on the table? I was going to look at the vials, but I don't really have a way of interacting with them. Well, it's it's actually beneficial for you. You see there's pictures on each of the vials. Oh, perfect. <laughs> One picture has a shield, as in a sword and shield. Shield. Sword of shield. Okay. Sword of shield with a sword and shield. That sort of shield. One has picture of eyes. The, and these are like drawn, hand-drawn pictures. One is a picture of a squiggle. And the other one has a picture of a knife with something dripping off of the tip. Like a uh, little droplet. Mm-hmm. And you know, because it labeled elixir, you at least know you're not a moron. Yeah, yeah. And, and even in the minor scientific world, elixir means something you drink. You have to imbibe it. All right. So obvious, I point at the shield. Kind of obvious, point at the shield. Or the eyes. It's the squiggle. Um, When you say that, could it look like water, maybe? It's it's a just a line that's made into a squiggle. I have no idea. So it doesn't look like a lightning bolt. It just looks like a line with a squiggle. Correct. A squiggle. Smooth instead of sharp edges. And I guess a kind of poison kind of thing? I'm going to take the uh, the eyes one. I'm not going to drink it. I mean, physically taking it, picking it up. All right, so if we need them, we'll drink them. I mean, I'll do it. I think I think I could handle whatever they got. Anyone else want to partake? Um, you, you carry them for now. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll like say split them up between the two of you. Yeah, but we don't know what they do. Because I know I ain't drinking nothing we find in here. <laughs> Still afraid to drink anymore, Tar? <clears throat> he goes over and he grabs one of them. Please, no, 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 no. <laughs> he puts it back down. Could put this knife one on the end of your chainsaw. See what happens. Put it in the fuel port. Mm-hmm. Uh, I li- at the very least, we could take them and, and look at them later. See what they do. Try to examine them, you know? I'm going to put them on my belt pouch for now. You're going to take all four? Yeah. Okay. What about that flesh? Do we have something long to poke it with? I can shoot it. I can hit it with my hammer. You have a hammer. That's about it. I do have a dagger. The opposite of long, Mm -hmm. but okay. I can throw it at it. (laughs) How would you define dagger? I don't know. A sword, but not long. Very small. (laughs) Um, is Is there an exit from this room? Oh, yeah. I was about to ask that. Just the way you came through. So this is the dead end. This is it. I'm going to um throw an arrow at the fleshy thing, but not like pointy tip first. Like I'm not trying to pierce it. I'm just trying to hit it with something. It's okay. What, it's what I have on hand. In fact, I'll throw one of my blunt arrows at it. Sure. It just bounces off of it. It doesn't even move it? No How reaction. big is this fleshy thing? It seems to be about the size of a medium humanoid. I don't... What if it's one of those uh, grinny guys? What are they called? Koba shivers, totem masks, and hopefully that guy's not had anything to do with this. I hope not, but though this might explain how the guys managed to make those things. I say, say we leave. Well, then what? We're going back to the greenhouse. This is the only way forward. There's, there's nowhere to go. Just back, isn't there? Maybe there was something behind the plants. Could have been. I, I didn't really get a good look. I was trying not to disturb anything. I could take a better look. I, I think it's our best chance. I just don't want to mess with that thing. I've already been attacked by demented babies. Let's go. Let's go back. Hey, Tim. Mm-hmm. You noticed something Lannister did not. Okay. There is a pouch on the Promethean. And this pouch looks new. Like, the Promethean is old, destroyed clothing, ancient crap. But this bag looks new. How, how big is the bag? It's the size of a bowling ball. Okay, so that's pretty big. It's like a brown leather bag. Okay. Hey, uh, did you forget something? What? 
I point over to the Promethean. What about... What about that? The, the dead guy? No, not the dead guy. What's on him? <laughs> well, that's him. This is as, like, unclear as possible. Uh, fine, I'll go get it. And I go over and I pick up the bag. Okay, you you pick up this this brown leather bag about the size of a bowling ball. And as you take it, you almost, like, crack the hands off of this Promethean as it lurches and dissolves into dust and... It's almost as if it was perfectly preserved because it was not touched. And as you touched it, it, like a mummy, it's dissolved and it disappears into a pile of... It almost like burns into a pile of dust or just a pile of ash. Do I see him pick something up? Yeah. How did you miss this? I didn't see it. I don't know. Why do you keep lying to me, Landris? I don't understand. What do you... I didn't see the bag. Like you didn't see the handprint? I did see it. I didn't see it move. Hey, guys. Same team. If it makes anyone feel bad, I didn't see it either. Too busy looking at the monster on the table and the weird dude who has mostly wood for a body. Well, he's gone now. Don't breathe that. He turned to dust. I, I got my mask on. It's fine. I guess I need to look in here. I open up the bag. Um, The bag, you can't see the bottom of the bag. It's just kind of sort of like you can see the sides of the bag, but when it gets to the bottom, it's just darkness. Uh, hey, ladders? Come look at this. Huh. Um, okay. Um, what? Is there anything, um, around that I could pick up and drop in it? So there's a ton of stuff. I, I pick up just something off a table or... One random, like, like a, like a, what do you call it? Um, uh, scalpel. Scalpel, yeah, and I drop it in the bag. Okay, it, it disappears in the blackness. Where, where'd it go? I don't know. I reach my hand underneath it, kind of feel. Inside or... No, 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 outside. Actually, outside Outside, underneath, underneath the bag. Yeah, you feel a tangible bottom. I, I don't know. I'm, go- I'm gonna reach into it. Okay, you you kind of feel around and you feel it. But, like, you're putting your arm in and you're looking out. Your arm should be, like, sticking out the bottom, but it's not. You're like Mary Popping. Mary Pop... Mary Poppings ings it. This is hard to say. <laughs> it's like Mary Poppins. So, so, I, so I grab the item that um, he dropped in. Mm-hmm. I pull it out. Well, that's um, interesting. I don't know. I guess it's an illusion. It's like a trick bag, right? I'm going to say you went, like, shoulder deep into this bag to get it. Man, that's no illusion. All right, cool. So we got a bottomless bag. That'll be useful. Yeah? Um, uh, I think so, yeah. I'll, I'll carry it. That's fine. And I never specifically stated this. I did pick my sun rod back up. And I probably have bird carrying it, like, above us to make a nice little, you know, ambient lighting. <laughs> all right, back to the greenhouse. Yep. Maybe you can put all the... the, the, the plants in the bag. What we could do... Never mind. It's stupid. I don't think anything's stupid at this point. I mean, we could send this bag through that box you got and ask Baron if he knows anything about it. Uh, what? You're right! Oh, that's not a dumb idea at all. I mean, yeah, I don't want to talk to Baron, but maybe can they analyze the spores? Maybe. We could put spores in the bag, send it. Alright, so let's, let's think this through. Um, we could send the bag stuff, so let's send them the bag, the message, what is this thing? Spores are living, though. They said they're not sure if living things. Well, th- this will be our test. Okay. And if they they die, oh well. No, that's true. So we'll we're gonna send the bag through with the message like, "What is this crazy bottomless bag?" Okay. After a bit, it opens up and it says, "It's magic. We call it a bag of holding." Uh, I think he ri- he also writes very valuable. I guess I'm also gonna write down like uh, just a general idea of what's happened so far. Just like got to this structure. Hospital monster, babies, general insanity. 
of everything that's happened. Like, I'll leave out, like, the door, for instance, because I don't feel like the knock-knock door would be interesting to them. But, like, try to give them an idea of what they were doing here. And I guess I'd ask if anyone knows what flesh crafting is. Are there any vials in that room we were in? I grabbed one. I'm going to try to get a spore sample and uh, to send back to them to kind of see if they can test it or anything. Just to see if it's toxic. We never attempted our communicators, so I, I, I'm going to try that. As you turn it on, you just hear... Uh, that super loud. That. You can't adjust the volume. It's just loud. <laughs> I turn it off and say that answers that. If we both turned on ours, could we hear each other or would it just be static? As soon as you turn it on, it's just static. Well, there's no separating us then, which is a good thing, I guess. Hey, Landris, your communicator turns back on. Oh, come on. Um, I, I say hello to it. And then it stops. Okay. Shut it off again. That was weird. Um, okay. You see the knob slowly spin, then hits that little threshold to turn it on, and then it spins very quickly until it hits max. Then you hear... Victor, it is the exact same thing you heard in your dream. The same voice saying begin broadcast and saying the same numbers. In the Willoughby dream? Yep. Shut that thing off. Why? What? Shut it off. Throw it down on the ground. I'm not breaking my communicator. Just throw it down on the ground. Someone write down these numbers. Are they important? And then you hear the sound of feedback. It's ear splitting. Probably turn it down then. It won't turn down or only turn off is the only way to stop it. Your volume is, like, no longer working. I'll, like, cover the speaker with my hand to mute it a bit while it's feedbacking and see if, like, wait to see if it changes. Okay. It feedbacks, and it doesn't seem to change, and you wait, we'll say, 30 seconds, which is a long time. It's just feedbacking. Yeah, turn it off. You see black liquid comes out of the speaker. I drop it. You look at it, you just, like, blink, and the black liquid's gone. Bird, record those numbers. Bird, can you play those numbers back? It gives you yes, and it plays them back. And you hear the same creepy voice, because it's just a recording, the same creepy voice saying those numbers. Um, does that mean anything to you, Bird? Is that like a coding program-y thing? No. Those are the numbers right. I heard in my dream. I'm pretty sure. Wait, which one? The B one? The one I went crazy with after bl Bloody Nose one. Oh, did what else happen? You said there was a tower, right? Yeah, there was a tower. Did did the tower look like this? Pillar thing? No. There was a there was a face. You said that. Willoughby. The same the same voice though? Yes, the exact same voice. Same voice, same numbers. Well we're getting closer then, right? Yeah. You see the volume thing turns back to on and you hear it whispering. What was that? I pick it back up. Don't look. Hello? What's it saying? Don't look. Don't look. Don't look. Or it takes you. Uh, what takes you? What What takes takes me where? Tar rips the device out of your hand, throws it on the ground, and stomps on it. <laughs> and breaks it. Oh, Why would you do that, Tar? Uh, it was talking to you and bleeding. Okay. You seemed honestly a little obsessed with it. I would like to proceed. You remember what Baron told us? Don't dig deeper than we have to. Let's move on. Well, I'd like to proceed. How do you suppose we do that? We're trying to figure out where to go. We're at a dead end. The plant room. Like you said, you didn't check everything. That's where we were going. Just, give, give me your community. You lost privilege. Give me your community. <laughs> no. 
You, you, just have to, you could just ask me to turn it off. Well, you turned it off like nine times. Right, it was turning let's go, itself Let's go. Let's go. Here, I'll give you my communicator. I'll give you my communicator if you want one so bad. I just. I do. I toss in my communicator. Thank you. Come on. <laughs> Glare at Tar. <laughs> you better hold on tight to that one. I grab the vowel with a stop on it, you know, a top. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I head to the, to the plant room. I step in and I try to get some of those spores inside the, the vial. You do it. Okay. Here, send this through. Ask them to examine it, whatever they can do. Should we breathe this stuff? <laughs> right, you send it through? Mm-hmm. After a bit, it comes back and it says, breathe what? Vial empty. <sighs> Doesn't work. All right, so if we can find a door, we'll just hold our breath and walk through. I'll go look first. I'm going to send a bird with him. Okay. I start feeling the wall. As you're feeling the wall, you're breaking up moss and vines and plants, and they're snapping, and occasionally, like, moss will scatter away from your fingers, but only very occasionally. And you keep going until you get to the opposite side of the room, and then you hit uh, um, an edge. You feel your way, and then you find, you ripped off some plants. There's a handle. All right, I'm going to open the door. Well, first, no, first I'm going to shout, I found a door, I'm going to open it, I'll check it out, and then I'll call to you, and y'all run through and come try not to breathe. Got it. So I open it up. With your, normally it would be very difficult, but with this like plus six or whatever this suit mm-hmm. gives you, whoosh, you snap all the vines and stuff that were against the wall holding it closed, and you rip this thing open. It is, let me see, another hallway. All right, guys, it's safe, come on through. And I, I, I enter in, you know, a good bit to let them run and have enough with the momentum to not hit me. I, like, cover my mouth and kind of squint my eyes and, like, look down and try and walk through, holding my breath. Uh, as you're walking, are you running or walking? Uh, I'm walking briskly. So you're briskly, as you're brisking, <laughs> uh, you see some mold kind of almost, like, squint like a, like a caterpillar across the wall. And then you're distracted as a whole heap of... Mold stands up, and there was a man covered in moss, almost like a beard and hair and almost of moss, and he is hunched back, and he stands up, and then as you're looking at this man, the the moss that was caterpillaring along the wall flings itself at you. Before we go any further, everyone needs to make a initiative check. 30 this time. 10. Make a will save Landris. 26. Natural 20. 26. Uh, the mold grabs on you and starts growing and spreading very quickly and going into your ears. And you see it trying to get into your eye. You see pods shoot out this, like, lobule of, like, focused spore or slime or something at you guys. One is going to try to hit you. 20 to your touch. Okay, that hits. Make a DC 15 fortitude save. 25. Okay, they just kind of explode on you, but you're not sure if anything has happened. The one that is the dude that's completely, like, infested shambles over and does nothing. Now, Lanris, what do you do? I take a withdrawal action to move toward the uh, other end of the, the eggs, or whatever I'm closer to, I suppose. Uh, this happened, I'd say, about 10 feet in the room. The room will say is 60 feet. Yeah, so I'll withdraw back to where I can breathe. I'm actually going to use, um... I'm going to invoke attack of opportunity. I'm going to use shot on the run. I'm going to move back from him and shoot at him. Okay. 
He does not take any sort of attack of opportunity. He just keeps his arms just dangling. Huh. Okay. 18. Hit. 18 damage. And I'm in a breathable area? Yes. Yeah, as soon as this all happens, I instantly turn around, break out my bow. I shoot an arrow back while I run back through the door. Koba. I think Koba is going to try to cross the room as fast as she can. Uh, and as she runs, vines come up and grab her legs, slowing her down significantly. She gets as far as she can make it. The mold that is on you, Lanris, you can feel it, like, messing around in your inner ear. I need you to make another will save. Uh, 12. You grab at your head. Your brain is, is screaming, and you're pulling at what's in your ear, and, and, and it's going into your eyes, and it's covering up your vision, and, and you just don't know what it's doing, but you want it out. You want anything in the world to get it out, but you can't get it out. The spore pods shoot out three, two that are in the room, and then one off the back of this other dude. Going after Tar and Koba. All right, Koba starts coughing, and she's like waving stuff out of her face. However, Tar seems to be doing okay. Making it Victor's turn. I hear the commotion, I'm betting. Sure, so, you see it all happening. Yeah, so I run back, and I run to whatever's close. You see, you see Landris pulling at the moss and screaming. Pull my auto grapple, shoot Landris in the arm, and see if I can pull him over to me. He's in that range. All right, make an <laughs> attack against his uh, AC. 31. Okay, do the damage that it would do. It does 8 damage. <laughs> oh, goodness. And <laughs> he drags you all the way over to him. I'm Vines screaming are... the whole time. <laughs> Vines are grabbing at you, trying to get you as you're going across, but the grapnel's strong enough to... <laughs> Gets you across the room. Tar, he pulls out his uh, grenade launcher and goes, Enough of this! Fire, Inferno grenade goes off. He's going to shoot the dude that's standing up and the thing engulfs in flames. And instead of behaving in any way like a person who's on fire, he just kind of stands there and then kind of burns and burns until he kind of falls over. The entire time, you can hear the guy screaming. And he's screaming indiscernibly. You're not sure what words he's saying. But it eliminates that dude just falls and he's burning up. Back to Landers. Do me a favor, right quick, with a minus four penalty on your will save, do for me another will save. Twelve. In your head, you receive a primal command. A primal desire wells up within you. Fight! Fight! Make a, a, a full attack against Landers. Uh, Victor, please. Uh, I, I stop screaming and scratching at my ears and grab my bow and, like, point it right at you, Vic. Uh, this, that, it invokes. Do I see, see anything on him? Mold is covering him. I'm going to shoot the mold with my laser. Do it. Tw- uh, 32. I'm glad you're rolling really well against me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, roll damage. All right. Let's see how much we can screw over the land <laughs> Three points of fire damage. All right. You hit, you hit the mold on his back and you start burning it with your laser mm-hmm. laser now is that three damage to me as well or nope. just the mold to the mold just okay. the i mold. shot the mold right. yes yeah. so i guess i'll continue my full round action uh 26 oh i have a 27 <laughs> and uh 15 okay i'll miss lanner's legit just tried to kill you yeah i'm reaching for more arrows koba is gonna keep trying to run She's going to run as fast as she can, trying to get through. A spore shoots off of the back of Lanris to try to hit you. Victor, 19. 
19. Yep, to your touch AC. To my touch AC, which is 17. Make a DC 15 14 save. I made a 23. You just, the spore pod hits you. You can see it kind of burn and try to burn through your um, your uh, armor, but it does not do it successfully. Or I guess it does successfully, and it hits your skin, but you end up resisting it. Other spores going to shoot at Tar. All right, spore hits Tar, however. He saved his 4-2-10. Victor's turn. Okay, I'm going to full round action this sucker. First is 17. Hit. Second is 17. Uh, 11 and 9. That's fire. Tar's turn. He's going to shoot another grenade. He starts burning up one pod. The, another Inferno grenade goes off. Now making it uh, Landris' turn again. Landris, mm-hmm. full round attack him, please. Uh, natural 1, 20, uh, 16. You missed. He's just taking arrow steadily. Arrow shot, arrow shot, arrow shot. Koba is going to clear the room and be right next to you guys. It's going to take her whole turn. She's beyond the room. I don't think a nine's gonna hit your ace, your touch AC, Victor. Nope. Okay, Tar, Victor's turn. I'm doing the same thing. I don't think I said it, but pods were shot at Tar. Okay. 27, 20, the damage is 25. 27 and 20? Mm-hmm. Oh, you killing it. Yes. I'm upset because it has an ability where it can, if it rolls a good enough reflex save, jerk the host body to t- in the way of the, the uh, attack to take the damage for it. But it failed every time, so you never got to see the cool thing. Yeah. So Landers didn't take any damage. Well, I mean, he took the damage uh, for the grappling. <laughs> grappling. Uh, as you as you are as you are shooting this thing, eventually it burns up, and it slides off of him. The whole thing, almost as if like it went from being rooted into him to just immediately like it was ice or something slick, and it slides off him, and it slides. You could see maybe it was four inches slide out of his ear, and maybe an inch out of underneath his eyelid. And it slides off a of Landris. Landris, you have controlled yourself again. Tar's gonna shoot another grenade. And he burns up one of the pods. Landris' turn. There's one more mold thing left, or at least one that was shooting anything. I'm terrified. I'm gonna take do another thing where I run away and shoot an arrow at the same time. Okay. And I'm running out of this room. Uh, 30. Hit. 16 damage. And I move my full speed away from this nonsense. Sure, yep, you're going down a hallway. I, I like, dive out of the room. <laughs> Koba is with you, and she, uh, she's gonna run after you, saying, Landris, Landris! Uh, obviously concerned for you. Victor's turn. Alright, I'm gonna shoot at that pod. 15? Yeah. And 24. Hit. 14 and 15. The pod withers, and Tarlan looks around and sees nothing's attacking right now, and, and he, he bolts it through the room, as the whole room is, like, on fire now. He's shot three gosh darn fire grenades, or maybe four, I forget now. And the whole thing's kind of burning, but the plants keep twisting and writhing, and they end up almost intelligently putting the fire out. And as soon as Tar gets through the door, he <laughs> closes it. And he looks at you, and he's kind of panting. He's like, where's Landris? He ran that way. We got to find him. He's got a, he's got a grapple in his shoulder. <laughs> so Landris, as you're running with a grapple I'm like, trailing I'm behind like you. I'm like digging into my ears and my eyes. Koba's like, Landris, Landris, wait up. She runs over you and she kind of grabs you. Landris, Landris! Make sure it's gone. Make sure it's out. All right, hold still. Hold still. Stop. Stop moving. She's like digging your ear and she's like pulling out like little bits of fungus. There, there. I think I got it all. You like, you rub your eye and then you pull your finger away and you see mold on your finger. I, I don't stop. Like, I'm digging like into my eyelids. She, she kind of pulls your hand away. She's kind of forcing and then uh, almost a little bit of a wave of calm comes around you as she gently puts her hand on your shoulder. And you kind of look up at her and she... Very. She went from 
forceful to gently pulls your hand away. It says, you're going to hurt yourself. It's all right, Landers. It's gone. Do, do, do me a quick favor, make a will save. 19. Two points of sanity damage. Uh, it's not your threshold, though, so you don't get an insanity. So Tar looks at you and goes, what was that? Uh, do, do I remember, like, what I did? Or? Yes, you were you you were sane through the whole thing. I, I would disagree with that. <laughs> but but it wasn't that you were like thinking, oh no, why am I doing You wanted to do it. Right. Hey, are you okay? I'm just I'm like slumped against the wall. It's like my head in my hands. We need to get that out of his shoulder. Everything is is messed up around here. Normal looking things try to eat you. Plants are coming to life. This place is messed up. Yeah, we we know. Radios are bleeding. Tar seems to be not handling it very well. Are you okay? Are you okay? No. I'm sorry I shot you, but I I didn't know what else to do. How are you apologizing right now? What's wrong with you? Why? What? I tried to kill you. And you're saying sorry? It wasn't you, though, was it? Was it? I don't know. I wanted to. But the, the mold fell off. And I was fine. It was the mold, right? That's right, your Kobase. It was the mold. It wasn't you. <sighs> This place is messed up. Koba, can you I, I hand her the um the black nanite gun? Sure, hold still. Alright, she's gonna use it once on you. You hear Tar say, um It it twists everything, this place. Everything. If it's normal, it doesn't stay normal. Yeah. We need to get out of hey, here. Hey Hey Tar, hey Tar. Tar points his gun at you. Whoa, hey. It twisted you. Wait, wait hang on a second. He's he's okay now. Tar, stop pointing the gun at our friend. You sure he's our friend? I slowly reach down and take out a flask. And I hold it out to him. Do you want a drink? Ugh. He points the gun he points the gun back down. For the record, that didn't make it any easier not to shoot you. <laughs> Is that a yes or no? Well, I want to let you know if you come at me with your arrows, I'm not gonna be afraid to shoot you instead of a mold. And Kobe just kinda like shakes her head and look, looks at you as if to say, Don't listen to him. You are you got any mold on you? Do we gotta check you out, Tar? I'm fine. And despite him saying that, he starts checking himself. <sighs> Come on, l- let me see. Maybe you got it in your nose. Touch me and it's the last thing that hand will ever do. <sighs> so, I'll, so I'll just move on and calm down, okay? <laughs> I take a drink from my flask. I say, last chance. Koba grabs some and drinks a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Just take the edge off. <laughs> Vic, do you got like a, I don't know, an IV in there? <laughs> I can remove the helmet. I'm gonna heal myself up a little. Uh, I'm looking at that little hole that that spore burnt. Can I fix it? Your armor can self-repair, but that's just kind of a visual Okay. Thing. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, if you just want to extend one point. But the point is that things have to hit you, but they're going to have to get through your armor. Touch AC, still touch AC. It's just awesome armor is all it is. It's going to do the same thing armor does, which is sometimes something's going to be bigger than it, and it's going to cut through it. But I'm going to say, like, even, like, those piercing and things, the armor will... We'll say there's, a, there's like, an inner film that will recover up to... Recontain your your hazmat suit. Okay, that's all I was worried about. It's one of those things where mechanics has to hit the real world. Yeah. Let's let's just keep going, guys. All right. Let's get to Soldier Nissen's office. Get the files on the canister. Figure out what we need to do, and then get out of this place. <sighs> and if we have to go back this way, I vote for letting Tar just fire a full round of six Inferno grenades into that room first. Yeah. You see him reloading the grenades into his grenade launcher. That's an idea. Maybe. <laughs> Here, I thought plants were going to be cool. 
<laughs> you were so excited for a forest, and now look what happened. Here. Has anybody taken that grapple out of his shoulder? Oh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> for the record, that's the second time you shot him, right? No. Oh, no, he shot you. Oh, so it's just pay. Oh, you guys are even now. Yeah. I gave him permission. Oh, cool. I used it. I, like, rubbed my shoulder. This place is bad news. Hopefully it's not much farther. Heck, what am I saying? We haven't even gone up any stairs yet, and this place is, like, 50 stories tall. You, uh, you go down a hallway, and as you're going through the hallway, um, the door, a door <laughs> closes at the end of the hallway, and then <laughs> behind you closes, and then a little slit opens up in the middle of the room, and out comes a small pedestal with a big, obnoxiously red button, and a clock on the pedestal, etched in stone. It's almost like the etching magically changes, uh, like a clock would. Um, not a digital, obviously, an analog. And it's it's a timer. You can see it has 60, and it goes to zero, and it counts down from 60. But other than that button on the pedestal, there's nothing else in the room? That's correct. Um, do we press it? Yes. Yes? Press it. 50 seconds. Um, I'm, I'm gonna take a quick look around. Uh, 22 to... Something scrawled on the wall. It's scrawled on what you think is maybe feces. And it says, eventually, I'm going to have to let the timer run out. I can't stay awake forever. 36 seconds. I run and press uh, the button. Boop. It resets. 60 seconds. I press. Uh, 32 to perception. I keep pressing it. I, I'm looking around the room. If you, you keep pressing it, it keeps resetting to one minute. There's nothing else around the room? There's, there's nothing here. We have to let it run out. <laughs> just keep hitting Yeah, the yeah. I just keep doing it while he's looking around. Some person crapped themselves and wrote this on the wall. <sighs> We gotta fi figure it out. I'm not letting this run out. Hold the button? I'll hold it. So we'll let it get to like, you know, 10 seconds. Maybe something happens as it gets lower. I'll wait. I'm gonna continue looking around. So there's like someone wrote this. Is There's not a body in the room? No, there's no body. 50 seconds. Look, we have to let it run out. There's no other way out of here. You wanna let it get to zero? 40 seconds. I don't think a thing counting down from 60 to zero is something you want to get to zero. Okay, do you have any better ideas? Sit here and press the button forever? I don't know, but can we think of 30 seconds? More than like four minutes to try to come up with an idea? The button might be doing something, we don't know. At 20 seconds, hit the button. here, clockwork, 60 seconds, the clockwork stops. I wasn't able to say the words fast enough, but you heard cogs in the walls turning. But they stop once you hit 60, or once you hit reset. See, it was gonna do something. 50 seconds. Look, there's no other option. I look at, like, the, the timer. Like, I look behind the timer on the back of it. You haven't even checked the doors. Seconds. It's it, it's just uh, what the other three faces of the pillar are. Oh. And the things that close, there's not, like... 30 seconds. What about the things that close? Like, the doors, quote-unquote? Mm -hmm. They are like the other doors, except that they're made of stone. 20 seconds, you can hear the cog start. Uh, made of stone instead of wood. Figure it out, guys. I'm listening to the clockwork, and I hear where it's coming from. Uh, the walls. 10 seconds, they kick in real fast. You hear Kobe say, hit the button, hit the, I hit button. the button. Seven seconds. I hit it. Back to reset. The clockwork stop. The cog stop. 60 seconds. What do you mean the, the walls kick in? The gears of the walls kick in. What if that thing... Like they just got, they just got louder? They just got louder. The walls did nothing, no physical change that you could see. We have to let it run. It's messing with us. We're overthinking it. You hear it get going once it gets down to the lower numbers. 40 seconds. Yeah, I do. And what? It's probably going to pull the walls back up. Those are heavy. Tar takes out his rocket launcher back away from the door. Okay. 30 seconds. He fires a rocket. It blows up and it creates a small itty bitty dent into the door. 
20 seconds, the, everything kicks in. That's uh, gonna take a lot of rockets. I think you should let it run out. 10 seconds, everything gets really loud. Everything, I hit it. Koba's like, hit it again, hit it, please. I hit it. Okay, resets back one minute. All the gear stop. We gotta, no, we're breaking, we gotta break out. Are you kidding, shoot, right? Shoot the door. How many rockets could you possibly have, Tar? Not, not enough. Yeah, I know. What if we... we <laughs> he goes over and he starts trying to cut the stone with the chainsaw. And it's just creating all these sparks. It's going to be making too much of a dent. Where where are we with seconds? 36. What? Freeze it and then try to do it. Good idea. Use your stupid gun. It's trying to drive us crazy. Shoot it. I don't have a freeze gun. You have the freeze gun. Landris, shoot 20 it. 20 seconds. The gears begin shoot to start. What? The wall. I'm not going to shoot the wall. Just shoot the door! I will shoot it once. Uh, okay, it's not really, uh, 10 seconds. The gears get really loud. Hit the button, and, and target's over. Four seconds! Hit the button! Two Hit seconds. the button! 60 seconds, the gears stop. Target's over, and he smashes it, and he goes, Give me your hammer! I throw my hammer. He smashes, and he smashes, and some of the ice breaks off, but the door's relatively unharmed. Oh, and he throws the hammer across the floor. And he starts trying to get his fingers underneath to try to lift the door, and he just he's just trying everything he can to get the door open. I just sit down. 30 seconds. I pick up my hammer. Well, Landris, don't try to help us or anything. You just take a nap, all right? We'll take care of you. Not I'm sorry. What, uh, again, what do you want? To, should I start punching the wall? Are you trying to eat the well, wall? Well, maybe you could start 20 seconds gear start. Maybe you could start thinking and, and, and use that, that brain of yours, maybe? I, I think I figured it out already, honestly. Uh, yeah, it was that. I pressed the button. Don't okay. press the button. 60 seconds. What did you figure out? Don't press the button. No, tell me what you figured out, and then I won't press the button if it makes sense. 60 seconds. That it's trying to drive us crazy with this, and if we don't press the button, nothing's going to happen except the doors will open. What do you think's going to happen if we let the timer run out? I don't know. It could explode. What, whatever those cogs are going to activate, uh, fill the thing with acid, fire arrows from... Why wouldn't they do that already? Close in on us. That's a good one. Ceiling come and crush us. Open up a pit. 20 seconds, the gears start. You really don't want me to press this button? CC Koba goes, you're pressing the button. Yeah, it's gotta be unanimous. I hit the button. Can I climb the wall? Oh, uh, there's not much to climb to. Right, I, 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 mean, I just gotta climb look, look. I'm looking, guys, look. I, I'll like climb up to the ceiling, look around. There's nothing here. Okay, uh, you, you, you kind of feel around there. You don't even see any hint. Of a separation. It seems to be wall hitting. I pushed the almost button. It's made one, one piece of. Okay, resets from thirty to one minute. Almost as if it's almost made of one piece. It's so well put together. There's no mechanics here. It's one piece of rock. It can't even close in on us. Well, maybe something will open up, and then we can jump through it. Well, maybe that thing opening up is below us, and there's acid underneath us. Oh my goodness. Or whatever freaking minds can come up with for a trap. Thirty-five seconds. I can't. I can't do this. This place is... <sighs> 20 seconds, the gear's kicking. That doesn't scare you? I, I, a little, yeah, but I don't see any other option. 10 seconds, they start getting real loud. <sighs> Hit the button. Hit the button, four I seconds. I hit the button. Reset one minute. Stopped. I don't, I don't want to die. I don't want to die and not see Sarah. Tars just keep like, shoulder-checking the door. What do you think you're gonna do from here? Press the buttons till we start. There's gotta well, be a I way out. First. Well, there's a way in. There's gotta be a way out. Did you miss the part where the doors closed in on us? Thirty seconds. 
Koba's like checking the door you came in. Tar's on the other opposite side checking the other the door you want to leave. Twenty seconds. The gears kick in. Do this. I don't know what to do. Just don't. Ten seconds. They get louder. Your tar go hit the button. Six seconds. Hit the button. Fine. Right. Victor and he runs over. One second. Too late. Ear. The door's open. Thank Killer you. Retracts back into the floor. I leave. <laughs> kind of quickly, because <laughs> I am afraid of it starting again. I follow him. You see a uh, caught indent, divot, whatever, where the door goes in is uh, a long piece of fabric. Uh, that's interesting. Um, is it in, like, a, like, am I putting my hand at risk, sticking it in to grab it, or can I just snag it? No, not at all. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll try and grab it. No more than you put your whole body at risk going through the doorway. Right. All right, you grab it. You have this, this sash. What color is it? It's colorful, it says. So it's like a rainbow sash, I guess. Ooh, look at this. Like pockets inside of it. And then the wall comes to life as the guy peels himself out of it. And he walks over to the door. He looks up and he puts his hands and he fixes what Tar did to it. (laughs) I'm going to step out through the doors. Mm -hmm. Everybody does. They all get out very quickly. I guess I can't be for Victor. I like put on the scarf like, look what I got for figuring out the puzzle. Yeah, yeah, laugh it up. It's the only thing I can do, really. This place is trying to make us turn on each other. But how's it look? I point to the scarf. <laughs> is it tacky? It's very pretty, Lanris. Thank you. The thing goes over and kind of like looks, tilts its head, looks at you, shakes its head and points at you, and you hear the thing translate, I knew you were a looter. <laughs> That's part of Zeratul's collection. Oh, it, I didn't Master know. Zeratul would not be pleased. I didn't know, I just found it on the floor. He points to some, a case, and you now notice, oh, you've kind of seen these cases all around, but you've never made mind of them. And you kept, oh, this would be something like in a museum. It's got like a, a little like pillar and a glass case that goes over it. And they have labels. Like this one says, uh, lightning rod, but the, there's obviously no rod in it. Mm-hmm. That's Master's Fruitful Sash. What's it do? Should I put it back? He shrugs. He goes, I fixed the building. You, you hear Koba go? Well, I'm glad they didn't put him in charge of security reach into the pocket oh uh, okay i try that you feel a, a ball in there it's getting weird i take it out it's a piece of fruit what's that what what color is it because i wouldn't know what fruit is i'm gonna say it's like an apple <laughs> so i pull out like a red spheroid <laughs> delicious yeah i'm like uh, um the akhat makes a motion of eating the apple for you like you would do to a monkey to, to explain it something I, I take a very tentative bite out of it. It's delicious, and it's actually very watery, mouth-watering, kind of like a peach would be, except this is an apple. And it's absolutely fantastic. It seems to not only quench your hunger, but your thirst as well. Oh, wow. I take another bite. Being a looter pays off. You guys should try this. Is there more in that pocket? I don't know. Take a look. I, like, I lean my neck toward Vic. As, um... Thick goes to grab it. The color changes as soon as he touches it. Changes to gray. I withdraw my hand. The color comes back. I think only you can do it. Um, uh, okay. I'll go to reach in again. Yeah, uh, now like a peach looking thing comes out. Oh, uh, here. Uh, thank you. I take it and bite Delicious. it. Delicious. So, uh, as well as, there's probably one piece of fruit made you full. Okay. You're gonna take, uh, 2d4 <laughs> points of healing. You used the word take, and <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> both of us? Uh, yeah, both of you. 
I hold out like that the rest of the apple to Kobo. I was like, do you want to try some of this? It's really good. Um, sure. And she eats it. Wow. It's better than that cow thing that Hope made. Uh, don't don't remind me of that. Tar? Kind of gives you a look. I already told you I'm not eating or drinking anything we find in here. Well, let me know when you get hungry, and I'll get you a fruit. Akhat says, um, reach for. Uh, uh. I think of the color green as I reach into the pocket. You pull out this green fruit, this very thin membrane around it. And Ankat makes a motion of throwing it at Tar. He already is pretty angry at me. Like a pegging motion or like a lobbing motion? A pegging. I assume Tar sees this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gives you a look of like, just try it. I shrug and throw it at him. As it hits him, you see wounds on his shoulder from the first encounter, bind up. See, this fruit, almost like a water balloon, explodes <laughs> with juices everywhere, soaks into the skin, and it heals, uh, The it's splashed on everyone else, healing everyone else for one. And it kind of looks at you like, really? It did something. Mended you up a little. Alright, well, I'm gonna keep this thing for now, because it's pretty awesome. And it looks great. <laughs> <laughs> looks fabulous. To save us time of more mimicry, the Guardian's going to explain to you that you can also take a piece of fruit that is yellow and you can either make it in game terms work as a potion to cure moderate wounds delay poison lesser restoration or remove paralysis it's a fruitful sash it is what is known as a scaling item the higher level you are the more stuff it can do oh i'm gonna keep this for now um where's it go where's it belong oh he he just says uh there are many cases around the archives Master Zeratul displayed many things. The looters took them. Where did it come from? Because this is obviously not a lightning rod. I do not know. I fix the building. Well, we will keep an eye out for more stuff and uh, maybe or maybe not loot it. Don't know yet. Don't translate that bird. <laughs> Say goodbye. Goodbye. And he molds back into the wall. Wish I could mold into the wall. So you're in the hallway now. You follow this hallway and there's another left or right. Are there signs on this one? The sign to the right says elevator shaft, and the sign to the left is scratched out. Hey, uh, can I real quick there, uh, Christian, talk to you privately? There's papers all over the floor, uh, written in script you don't understand. Mm -hmm. This has kind of been all over the archives here and there, but these papers seems to be more of them than usual, and you can see they're all kind of pointing left down the hallway that doesn't have a sign. Do I scribble that one? Yes. Okay. Um, when you say it's scribbled out, do you mean like someone paint, like took Sharpie and scribbled on it, or like they somebody scribbled? scratched it out with like a knife or Sharpie? We can't make any letters out. No, it's it's completely indiscernible. Do you see these uh, papers? I point at the floor. Yeah. They're kind of like I don't know, pointing down this end. Which end? The, the scribbled out way. Papers pointing. There's like a path almost. There's a lot of them here, compared to everywhere else. Uh, now that I see these papers, I want to get a look at them. You pick them up, and they are in a language you've never seen. What if someone just dropped? What do you mean, pointing? I don't understand. I mean, I just mean there's like a bunch of them going this way, and not really any going that way. Bird, can you read things? Chick said no. Now, the way the text is laid out to look like, say, I was, you were, they were writing a story, so it's like line by line by line, all the same text, all the same, you know. Uh, it varies wildly. Okay. Yeah, I just say there's a lot of them pointing this way. I don't know, that means something. Maybe this is a less traveled path. People kick the papers out of this other one. I'm going to grab a handful anyway and just stick them in my bag. I mean, it 
worth taking a look before we go to the next floor. Sure, we don't have a clue what's going on anyway, so why not? I mean, it seems like everything's trying to kill us, so sure, I'll follow you. Alright, I'll go first. I'm just gonna listen down the scribble way. You hear the dripping. Okay, I heard that earlier. There's like a drip. But we're pretty far from the water, I guess, now. So that's kind of weird. When did you hear the drip? Uh, at the maternity ward. Or by the storage room, actually. And we don't see anything dripping. Nope, but it sounds like it's coming down the hallway. Let's take a look. Yeah. You go down the passage, it takes a sharp left, and after a bit it takes another sharp right, and then you come to another intersection with a left and a right, and with no right, no signs or anything. And what I described to you before, Landris, uh, now to the right. Okay, um, so we took a left, and now we're gonna take a right to the papers. What's off to the left? Um, it's another 90 degree okay, turn. Okay, gotcha. Maybe we should turn, I don't know, this looks like it's gonna be like a maze. Uh, one more? I think we can still find our way back. Um, maybe we should mark the wall or something. You got something? Can ask everyone else for chalk. You've been writing on paper to send to... Oh, right, we can always ask for more ink. So yeah, I guess we'll we'll leave a trail along the wall as we travel. Oh, wait, uh, groundskeeper. Eh, he'll come try and clean it up. He didn't clean off the blood. True. I make sure to use the red ink. But yeah, that, that, that'll be the plan for now. Try and follow the papers using a line of ink. You go down this hallway, it makes a 90 degree turn to the left. You go down another 90 degree turn to the right. You go down and there's another split, left or right. And then what I described to you says left. However, when you get to this intersection, the temperature quickly drops. If you've ever been swimming and you're kind of swimming in the ocean, I should say, uh, and then you just get to a spot that's just suddenly chilly. It happens quite frequently. Right. I need you to make a DC 15 fortitude save, please. Not you, Victor, because you're in a suit. That that this right. Not doing uh, are there signs at this intersection? Nope. There is not. Okay. 27. Which is really cool. You feel it. You almost see your breath. All right. I'm getting sick of this. I'm gonna say one more. Okay. You follow it. Another 90 degree turn left. 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 This doesn't make sense. You would have retraced where you were. Then you get to another intersection. This one has two signs, one left, one right, both scratched out. Are there papers on this one? Yep. Left. I think we should just go back. This doesn't... That would... Yeah, that didn't... We... What just happened? What do you mean? I mean, we, we took like a bunch... We just went in a circle, but we're somewhere new. I don't... This place doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm not going to try. Do, do we, who, who wants to turn back? I want to turn back. Yeah, let's turn back. I'm with you. I can see y'all's breath. You turn around, and instead of seeing the 90 degree you just turned, you just came from, you see the original T intersection with the direction you are, sign scratched out, and the other direction saying elevator shaft. What? I turn back around. As you turn around, you now see the original 90 degree turn. From when you first took that direction. Um, alright, that was easy. And all, by the way, all the papers? Gone. Huh. Well, alright. Even in my bag? Let's get it. Uh, nope, they're still in your bag. Huh. Maybe you- You hear your radio that Victor gave you? Mm-hmm. And you hear it more whispering. It's turned itself on. Alright, now, now, now deal with this. Turn it off. It turns back on. You hear the whispering. What's it saying? I'll listen, I'll listen once to it. Don't turn. Okay, I turn it off. I'm gonna hold the knob in the off position. Okay. Everyone's looking at you. 
<laughs> Let's just go to the elevator. Okay. So, Victor, you're gonna have to turn around for that. I mean, Landris. I'm not gonna put any... I hesitate, but I'm not putting stock in radio voice. Okay. Um, I'm gonna try to go to the elevator. Alright. You turn around, and as does everyone else, and you see it is a long hallway without an end. At least, not what you can see. It gets dark eventually. Um, does everyone else see that? Unfortunately. What? What did it tell you? It's. It's. It said, "Don't turn around." And you? What did you make us do? I didn't make you do anything. You said, "Let's go." You didn't warn us. I. I thought we didn't want to listen to the voice radio anymore. But it. I turned back around. Last time. Last time it told us not to look, and what did we not look at? Nothing. You turn around, you're immediately, you're almost face-to-face with a dead end, Victor. Um, you see writing begins to happen on the wall. Uh, how to explain this? Since Lanaris is looking down the, the long hallway, to your left, Victor, to your right, you can hear as something is being written. Was it writing? As it slowly comes to form, you're like, one letter, one letter, uh, wait, nope, that's a symbol I don't understand. Uh, another symbol. Oh, wait, nope, it seems to be drawing a picture. It, that that thing I thought was an A was part of a... Okay, it gives a picture, and then the picture slowly begins to, if I might take a leap to say, bring you no small amount of terror. It's, it's the picture of something that could be described as an upside-down tree. Except where all the branches would be, which is now on the bottom, where you would see leaves and stuff. It just ends. There's no leaves. Let, let's let's go. Let's get out of here. Do you see that? Let's go. Don't look at it. Nope. Hey. Don't look. Don't look. Hey. I, I pull Vic away. I attempt to pull Vic away. Hey. You hear from your radio. A sort of almost normal person's voice. Hey. Yeah. 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 I, I'm still trying to pull Vic away. I have the radio on my other hand. Uh, Down the infinite I'm hallway. I'm not moving. Hey. I'm hey. Frozen. Hey. What? What? Look behind you. Yeah, I will. Vic. I'm like... Tar, help me. I said, look behind you. I'm Tar, help me here. Tar. Tar? What? What do you want me to do? Help me move Vic. He, see, he's just staring at the symbol. He goes, I'm not looking in any direction. Ah. Uh, you look this way. Koba was like, what do we do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to like cover Vic's eyes. I'm like jumping on his back and covering his eyes. <laughs> I'm not turning around anymore. No, I, I'm turning around. Yeah. I don't want to look at the upside down tree. I'm trying to get everyone to stop looking at it. Alright, you do that, and the wall is gone, and there is just emptiness, blackness, down, down, down. You feel if you fall, how long would you fall? Maybe forever. But it's a wide chasm with no end in sight. Guys, stop looking at the tree. Guys, come on. Hands come up, grab your feet, and pull you down. Guys! (laughs) You fall down, and now Victor's not with you. No one's with you. You're alone. You're falling, falling. You see white light. And it envelops and takes over you, and then you feel your feet touch something. But it's not a hard landing, it's as if you just took a step. And now you're standing. And then you see in the distance a pedestal. Much like some of the other pedestals you've seen, and there's something on the pedestal. It's in the distance. Well, there's nothing else around me, right? Nothing. Absolute emptiness. I sigh, and I look at the radio in my hand. Gone. I walk toward the pedestal. Every step you take, it gets twice as far away. I stop and walk backwards. It gets twice as close to you. Oh, I'll keep doing that. It comes right up to you. It's moving to you. Okay. Until it's right in front of you in arm's length. Is there something on it? It's a chest. Does it say bees on it? 
No, but it is the most mundane looking chest. Unlike even the other chests that were just, you know, uh, these are cheap chests to store items. It's just absolutely barren. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna take a look at it for 22 perception. Nothing more than what I just told you. Not even a lock or a latch to keep it closed. I guess I open it. It's lined with beautiful red velvet. Absolutely not what you would expect in a crappy chest. And a piece of paper. What is on the paper? It says, One of you has been replaced. Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? Email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been Christian and Tim, and Caleb has been your GM. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just playing some role-playing games. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Trailblazers, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Pathfinder Academy? Pathfinder Academy is where Caleb and I teach you concepts that help you be both a better player and GM. Why don't you try some of our favorite episodes? One of mine definitely has to be the one we did on Storytelling Tips. That was a great one. We even had Andrew from Tales from the Lich come on for that one. It was an awesome time. You can find Pathfinder Academy on iTunes. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen too, so go onto our site, tblazer.net, for a complete list of the ways you can listen. So go ahead, grab some dice, and join us. All right, Christian, you come across an obviously important character to the plot. What do you do? Oh, I go up to him and I shoot him in the face. Ugh, Christian. Hey, Brian, you want to play role-playing games tonight? I can't. My body's trapped in this strange membrane. Wow, should I... Take you to a doctor? Nah, it feels really good. Just put my earbuds in. No, that's just wrong. But here at Tales from the Lich, we're all right. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com <sighs> That's just wrong. <laughs>